Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 281 of Pop Culture Crisis. Happy Friday the 13th. My name's Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary, and happy Friday the 13th. Today is not a scary day. I think this is going to be a nice casual Friday episode, and we've got a special guest on the show. She is the host of Doll Parts Podcast, and also... She's the female Andrew Tate. <laughs> Introduce yourself, please. Hello, my name is Nina, but online I go by Zernu. Um, yeah, I have my own podcast where I'll just talk about anything I want to talk about. Thank you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Love right that. that. <laughs> Love that. Um, and I'm just a, a, an online girl, so I'm really excited to She's be here. She's an e-girl. A I, girl I, online. I've been online forever. I'm kind of aging out a little bit, but I'm so happy <laughs> to say that. Here. That's not true. No. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, and I love Mary. Mary's, I've known Mary for a long time, so yeah. so excited for today's show. Really happy about it. Nina's really like one of the best of the best Aww. e-girl, like top-tier e-girl. Thank um, you. That's yeah, so we've sweet. been mutuals for a long time, so I had to have her on. Aging out at the at like the old age of like 22. early 22. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think 22. You're pushing. You're starting to push at that point. There, there yeah. was an episode of the show I Zombie where that involves models, and a girl's like, "I'm 22. I'm planning for my retirement." Like, that's <laughs> so. That's a thing. That's like, it I is a thing. So. I think for e girls, it's a thing. I think like 17, 18, you're peaking in the after. It's like oh, down, down, down. <laughs> well, that's even scarier then because you're like, you're peaking. Like like okay, let's be honest. First of all, like if you're an e girl. Your, your selling point is usually uh, beauty early on, right? Is that, is that a fair thing to say? Usually. Okay, so, so, so it's scary <laughs> that you're peaking before you're even, ad- even, adult, even an adult. I mean, I was online at like 16, 17, mm. 18 and was like very weird looking and ugly for most of that time. So 
I I feel like I'm finally at my peak. You're you're, you're peaking now. I yeah. think you're definitely yeah. peaking, but I think you were always amazing. It's just now you have like a really good presence and you have a great Thank way you. to channel your creativity yeah. and intelligence. And all I think that. it's just the hair. I think it's the blonde hair is what it's the blonde is what's, hair yeah. instead of black hair. Yeah, she she showed me a picture of her with Blair White once. It didn't yeah. even look like the same person to me at first. <laughs> like it looked like a, I mean I've but, changed but you, it up a lot. And people change a lot between those ages. Like when you're when you're like like mid you know 16 up to the age of 22 your your body goes through a lot of different changes different. So and style and yeah. all they're kind of perfecting it. you're figuring yourself out yeah, yeah for sure so you're growing into it so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today this is i, I called it a girly episode earlier guys it, it is kind of it is kind <laughs> it's of one for the girlies for, for the sure girl. it is the, the the first topic might be the least girly of them at least it, it's got some semblances elsewhere uh demi lovato her album her new album cover which was turned into posters has been banned in the uk by their apparently very censorious government their uh i can't their standards wait to talk are, about this mary Le- mary's delighted. the authoritarian here so she's excited yes yes so we're gonna talk about that bad baby uh keeping up the the horrible trend of female rappers uh that's my hot take for the day female, <laughs> rap- female rappers are rarely rarely good uh she wants to send all of her only fans customers to prison to jail her customers. be gone with you. <laughs> i said that they thought that was they thought that was mary thought that was creepy i was like well they are they're just it's just a we- like Thank that <laughs> she's enjoying that guys it's, it's fun i, I, I was I pointing it. out to them earlier guys i said this might be the only place in the world where more men get showered with money from a money gun on a weekly basis than women <laughs> no right? right yeah it's very countercultural. It's, we're yeah. all about the counterculture breaking here. boundaries uh-huh. yeah, yeah, so i love it we're also going to talk about uh james bond and his uh, his old wife okay okay not james bond aaron taylor johnson who is in the running to play james bond there's a, a long discussion about the concept of age gap relationships and things like that so we're going to talk about him his wife and everything that goes along with it and then mary's new favorite person on the internet uh it's, HRA. it's nothing new i've loved this woman for so long, long time. her name is alex pierce pierce but she goes by hrh collection and we're going to talk about her appearance on dr phil i find her entire existence both something i relate to heavily while also being extremely like overwhelmed and like like it, I understand that. Yes. I understand that she can be overwhelming at first. <laughs> it's but very overwhelming. I like watch her videos to calm down. That's uh, it's kind of like when you if you if you actually need Adderall, it, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't, it makes you hyper. So yeah, yeah. See, all right. Yeah. So we, we got that. We've got Pamela. We've got Kanye West at the end. We got a whole bunch of stuff to get into. So if you ladies are ready, we can just get right into the first cringe of the day. Mary, Ooh. are you ready? Oh, we're ready. How about you, Nina? Um, are you ready? I think I'm ready. All yes. right. Here we go, guys. So for cringe of the day, we have this absolutely disturbing video. And it I is disturbing. It. It's so disturbing, guys. <laughs> so bad. Uh, this is Prince Harry, and he's... I'm not even going to segue. I'm not even going to explain it. We'll just listen to it. Are you this ready? This is from his new go. memoir, Spare. Oh, man. Here we go. My penis was oscillating between extremely <laughs> sensitive and borderline traumatized. The last place I wanted to be was Frost Nippistan. I've been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. <laughs> my mum used that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. I found the tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. What? And I took a smidge and applied it down there. <sighs> My penis was oscillating between extremely what? sensitive. Uh, okay, so so yes, he was thinking of, of Princess Di while he was touching himself down there. I don't know how this gets written. His ghostwriter like, really had it out for him. Yeah, and like and like, was that him? The real question is, did he? Did he? Yeah, he. So he read his own autobiography. So he he had to both have that written <laughs> and then write it. 
and then read it back later and not be like, can we change? Is it too I mean, late I'm to change I'm just like wondering this? with all of this, did he approve this? Because he this is he might embarrassing for him. I, I think it's meant to be deep somehow, but it is like just absolutely disgusting and scary. And I that mean, was we so know surprising. the royal family is like an incestuous, incestuous, weird family. And also that Harry is a beta cuck. So... <laughs> I don't know. Nothing surprises me anymore. I, I doubt that he killed 25 members of the Taliban. No. I also like, <laughs> is it weird that I know this is going to sound mean, but the first thing I think of whenever I see him or William, I'm like, why don't they get hair transplants? Really? They're like, they've got, is he balding? They, they, he, they both are. Like, yeah. uh, but let's, I know it's like they, William they've is. got, they've got money oh, or just, or if you're the other one or if you're William, just shave your head. I mean, like, why not? Yeah, like, there's a like, lot of options. Like, no, but he's like, I have too much dignity for hair plugs. I mean, Elon Musk got his hair, got the hair transplant. Great, like, yeah. like, no one would ever know. Have you ever seen that meme? It says like, when you're so rich, your hair just grows back. Like, I, I was shocked to find out that Andrew Tate like wasn't naturally bald. No. He just, just shaves it for no reason. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a reason. So, so just just saying that was the cringe of the day. It's all up here from. It's Uphill all up here now. Here. Yeah, that, yes. that was a really good one, guys. I have to tell you, I was not anticipating that. Uh -huh. <laughs> we we aimed wow. to please. Neither yeah. were we. No, that was scary. Let's okay. move on. Right. Let's move on. <laughs> all right, we're moving on, guys. So Demi Lovato is back in the news, and, and as Mary said, she's she's lost weight. She's lost weight. Yeah, right? I yeah. noticed that. I after her yogurt shop scandal where she told off that that random yogurt shop for having a sugar-free option she actually has lost some pounds and she took this photo shoot for her album cover her album is called holy f i'm not i'm, I'm not gonna say it but yeah. um she's she's laying on a dirty crucifix shaped mattress wearing bondage gear and staring up at the camera. There's the picture. I mean, you, people can see it in the, yeah. in the lot when, in, when we went live, so. So yeah. posters of this album cover were being distributed for advertisement throughout the UK, um, I'm sure in many different com countries. But as you guys, I'm sure know, the UK does not have the same uh, you know, freedom of speech no. guidelines that we have because of our constitution. They have more censorious policies over there, especially when it comes to re insulting religious groups. I'm a little bit surprised to see that this album cover on posters was yeah. banned from being uh, displayed anywhere near like where children could be in public. It has to be targeted very specifically if they're allowed Hot to topic, display it at yeah. all. I, yeah. I remember the Advertising Standards Authority, if I remember correctly, is the same organization that banned the Alabama Barker ad um, because they said it was sexualizing a minor. Wait, what was that ad again? That was like for some fashion company and it's a... It's a I, I don't even want to pull the, like I didn't want to pull the picture up when when we first did it. She's but she had, young. She's yes, she's sixteen. And she so looks and, 10 and years older. that that ad was completely fine here in America, but in the UK they wouldn't they mm -hmm. wouldn't allow it. So well, I'm I'm also surprised because usually these censorship rules, these decency rules, don't apply when it's offending Christians. Exactly. Yeah, they're allowed. Like, yeah, I mean we know that. This is incredibly common in Hollywood that celebrities do these publicity stunts where they're like trying to dunk on the Catholic Church while at the same time using the aesthetics of Catholicism to sell their products. It's that hilarious. Was the Met Gala. Yeah, exactly. The the Heavenly Bodies Met Gala mm -hmm. theme, and then Courtney Kardashian's wedding to Travis Barker, oh and then Megan Fox and MGK, where like he's dressed like a priest and she's dressed like a nun, and she's like getting fake Eucharist from him on her knees like it's really just salacious disgusting stuff and i hate it because of course i'm catholic yeah. but at the same time i think anyone can 
make fun of them for it because it's so trite and like Marilyn Manson-esque. Like you're very antiquated for yeah, that. Yeah, you're antiquated. That's a perfect way to put it. And I think this should just be banned for being stupid. Like, <laughs> right? I, I think that's what it comes down to because it's it's not even done like how Marilyn Manson, at least he was a bit more creative. This is just an ugly cover. Yeah. She looks stupid. It's it's just lame. It, and it's a... It's like what does Christianity even have to do with her upbringing or her like also the culture expression the culture of the world was in America was so much different to when it, when Marilyn Manson did it was actually subversive yeah. now it's all it's, it's literally the opposite of that it's like it's like you've been given a prepackaged way to rebel by right. Hollywood which means that it's not rebellion in general anyways Right. Like, I assume Demi Lovato, given that she's, like, only 30, was either not born yet or a child during Marilyn Manson's. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com. Or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Peak. Yeah. And this has been done. Like, it's over. Wouldn't it's been liking, over with. You're not countercultural for doing things like this. Wouldn't liking Marilyn, Man- Marilyn Manson be problematic now anyways, given what would he's going be? through with, with Evan Rachel Wood? Oh, with yeah. all the sex. Yeah, he's yeah. canceled. Like, he's he's been fully canceled. So I don't know when. Yeah. It, it was, whatever happened with him, like, dating Lana Del Rey? Um, he called her. Did you see the text messages that were leaked? So no. him and Lana were spotted together during, like, 2013 or so, 2013. Okay. And once she gained a lot of weight, like, about a year ago, another artist released text messages that he sent her calling Lana fat. And he's like, thank God I didn't Recently? date her. Yeah, like a year ago. Oh he said, gosh. he said, thank God I didn't date her. Like she's like discussing now like whole paragraphs. Look, you it. can say that about any other celebrity, yeah. but not Lana. No, she's that's a, like, she's I think protected. that's a rule. Yeah, exactly. Why is she protected? Because we love her. She's, she's love her? special. And oh, okay. she's a protected to, class yeah. Rules of for one person. And, and not for me. Uh, <laughs> to me, this is one of those things that for for the like for Christians here in America, it feels like is Christianity bigger in the UK? Uh, the chat will probably no, raise, it's like, definitely it's smaller. Less, there yeah. are more Christians here than in the UK. So they're being so these rules are being upheld there, where it's less relevant than it is here. It might be also because they have a larger Muslim population, okay. which at least has respect for Christianity and yeah. Jesus Christ as a uh, prophet yeah. In, yeah. in their yeah. religion. So in general, I'm sure they have more pushback when from like generally conservative religious people, whether they're Christian or Muslim. Mm-hmm. That might be part of why they were convinced to do this. But what do you think of it? I 
the funny thing is I remember the first time like I pointed out to a friend that they were in the in the schools when when there was Muslim families protesting LGBTQ curriculums in schools in the UK and a friend of mine's like that's not happening. It's like it's happening, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's it's weird to see this stuff happen overseas and to see these things upheld. It doesn't offend me. Like I obviously as somebody who's sure. not religious, it doesn't offend me. It's just really boring and right. really and really like predictable the, which honestly the real, should be a bannable the, offense the real to be that boring and trying the real ca- the real counterculture would f- be for her to make a christian rock album honestly that, that would be more like, yeah and harder to do like it would be way harder to actually pull off and, right. and do also i want to know is this like is the couch fake stained is the staining on the couch cgi did they did they do this in po was this done in know. photoshop or do they actually have her sit on a on a gross couch? demi lovato let us know yeah. how you you can how come behind the scenes this. Yeah, we need the behind the scenes. But it just, it looks so uninteresting. And the whole bondage thing, especially after Balenciaga's scandal, it's so boring. Like, fashion heads think this is, like, dope or whatever or, like, interesting somehow. It's dorky. You just don't know what's cool. It just makes you look older than you are. No, there's been a total decline in terms of fashion and art like this. It. I think a lot of it has to do with how they hire people. There's a lot less merit-based hiring in all yeah. of these fields, and now it is based yeah. on diversity hiring or nepotism rather than anyone who's actually new or has something creative to reflect culture. I think now yeah. you're reflect- they're not reflecting culture. It's what can be provocative, but we've been doing this for 25 years. It's like, okay, get something new. Everyone so. knows that when a Disney kid ages out, they have their predictable rebellious phase, which is uh, utterly boring. And, and it would, it's weirder now when like uh, Hillary Duff is the exception where it's like it's cool because she didn't have that as much well, of that because phase. her dad allowed her into yeah. that industry mm-hmm. and protected her from certain things that I'm sure Demi Lovato was not protected from and she's been off her rocker for years now shock like, value just doesn't sell to me the way it used no. to because there's so much worse that's not mainstream and I mean so, you remember when Demi Lovato was like a little pop punk Disney star yep. that had those type of that type of music she's now trying to return to it but if you have a manufactured and heavily marketed rebellious phase that is completely fake and astroturfed, you can't just go and have a real one. Do like the, that's, you've already done that before. Yeah. So to, to me, it's just, I'm really bored by it. Like the, the thing, I thought it was interesting that there was censorship going on in the UK, but the actual right. rebellion itself is of no interest to me whatsoever. I'd be more interested to see her go through like, hey, I'm going to start a family. I'm going to go do that. Like that's the actual like counterculture. Yeah. Like Katy Perry. That would be the actual co- counterculture. And now. something else, the, the main song from this album that was released was called 29. And I, it's about we talked her. about that. Ben Shapiro reviewed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's about an, an age gap relationship she had. But my thing is Demi Lovato went through tons of issues with drugs she yeah. was on like the hardest of hard oh drugs. and i i, I why isn't she addressing and exactly but why isn't she talking about coming out of that she's talking about all these other issues like her gender like all stuff but no that wasn't the real right. problem the real problem was you were a serious drug addict you can raise a lot of awareness about yeah. drugs and how they impacted you through this medium instead of like these exactly trite issues and topics that well, no one and cares she, about. was it who was it uh wilmer valderrama that yeah she wilmer valderrama because he like met her when she was 17 and he was yeah. 29 so the song's called 29 but then we talked about that and it's sort of unfair and i'm sure that there are people who victimized demi lovato much worse than Vil- wilmer valderrama ever did yeah. before she even met him yeah. and then he's just becoming a scapegoat a scapegoat in her mind that it's like 
built up beyond what it actually was. Exactly. The other thing that's interesting, I didn't even think about the fact that she has such a history with substance abuse because uh, I didn't go through a, what's called a 12-step program. I went through what's called health realization when I got sober, right? But mm -hmm. most people go through a 12-step program, which inherently has a lot of religious aspects. Exactly. They do versions of it without it. There, there, is a, there is training to that program that, doesn't, that takes the religion out of it, but it's inherently religious in a lot of its tenets, right? Mm -hmm. So it would seem like maybe, if not, if she's not religious, she would at least have some semblance of like respect for the fact that it's helped a lot of people, but I don't think the industry allows her to do that. Yeah, instead, I mean, even the album name, like the holy F thing, like yeah. you're, you're drawing this very dubious connection between like repressed sexuality and like Puritan Christianity, but at the same time using Catholic imagery, like you don't understand anything you're talking about or using in your art, yeah. mm -hmm. which is why it comes off as completely empty. And all of the factors that contributed to her life becoming what it was and all of the problems were exactly the opposite of Christianity. Yeah. It was that she was right. in this immoral environment from probably, what, five years old? Yeah. She needed, yeah. if, if anything, she should have wished she was in a more Christian environment to blame or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's so just irrelevant and just stupid. I, I see so many shows in movies that still that still dunk on Christianity. Look, look, you can do a couple of episodes of that, but when it gets overbearing and over the top, there's a place for criticism of all organized groups that make mistakes and do things wrong. But here, like, maybe it's because we're kind of privy to the, to like the attitudes of people in Hollywood mm -hmm. or even in the music industry, right? You know that it's not done from a place of genuine rebellion. It's done from a place of actual hatred. And there's, right. I think there's a, a distinguishable difference between rebellion and hatred. Mm -hmm. I feel like hatred is where you end up at if the rebellion goes in, a, if you don't grow out of the rebellion or if you don't rebel in a way that's actually good for you mentally. Hatred is where you end up at. Rebellion's part of the journey. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I think like what could possibly be Megan Fox and MGK's reasoning behind dressing up like a nun and a priest and making it sexual There's raunchy. Worse. Like Other the, than the just <laughs> sheer like dorkiness. immaturity, dorkiness, but also just flat out disdain for the Christians that occupy this country as well. Like we are neighbors of theirs yeah. and why why are we the targets of their vitriol? It's it's like here's the other thing. Like um I remember articles being written about how Megan Fox was actually like a really good mom. Like before, like before she met MGK. So it's like, is she going through like a weird midlife crisis? Yeah. Is that what this is? And so she's dating the. It's the, like she laments marrying young. She laments yeah. also exactly like losing is. out on opportunities, which is like a thing in Hollywood. She lost out on some opportunities for acting because of being a mom and. Yeah in a sense, aging out of her roles. And she was, I mean, she was blackballed um, because of the Transformer movies and stuff mm -hmm. she said. Yeah, she doesn't like Michael. I, I don't like her. I, I hate, I, I clowned on her for those takes anyways. It's like, if you're making that much money, boo-hoo you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you had, with, I did had you see to her work. talk to Diablo Cody about it? Yeah. In that I had one. to work like 12 to 18 hours a day. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. your life is so and horrible. And I was sexual. I had like, Yes, you were sexualized, yes, but you that's a, your job. Like, who do you think you are? Yeah, you know, she you has this problem with being perceived as a hot girl when that she doesn't realize that doesn't contradict being also intelligent or having inherent value. Mm -hmm. That's and just then it how the business overdone. is. It becomes overdone where she has to act like I'm smart. Same with Emily like, she's Ratajkowski. She's not that smart, actually. But she has to like she's a play midwit. it. No, absolutely. But they have to play it like, oh, I'm actually deep. I'm actually deep. Blah, Ratajkowski's blah. worse. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. 
and you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. She's oh, yes. I, I I have a real problem with like like her like when if you looked up like boilerplate feminism, it's just like she just read the first page of yeah. like feminism for dummies. And she's like, Men are scared of strong women. Yeah. We just like, talked about that the other like, day. It's yeah. just like, where are you even pulling this from? You're in Hollywood. You're yeah. the most privileged of like uh being a woman for you has helped you out. Like you're beautiful. I just don't they have to find something to complain about and I just literally it to me it just does not comprehend. Yeah, hot women in the first but, world. Yeah, hot about women. how hard it is to be the them. blurred lines video like poor you poor it's you, also like you know. the megan fox one's funny too because it's like the movie you chose to do like uh you could actually give the argument that maybe like jennifer's body had a, a was a great story that got missed yeah. that got mismanaged as far as advertising goes but if you sign up to do a michael bay movie mm-hmm. and i am the michael i'm the official michael bay stan mm-hmm. of this show okay. i love the explosions i love the hot women okay. i don't need anything deeper if you sign up to do his movies you're signing up Especially if you're a hot woman, you're signing up to be the hot woman in the Michael Bay movies. Which, by the way, he's he was uh, he's under investigation in Italy. I was oh. reading about this today because apparently a pigeon died on the set of his movie Six Underground, and they're like looking to prosecute. They're like getting oh. justice yeah. for the pigeon. <laughs> it, was, it might have been a pigeon. I think yeah. it said pigeon, but I, I was oh laughing really Why hard. Why couldn't it have been a prop? Yeah. They could have used a taxidermy uh, pigeon. Well, maybe that's why they used the CGI birds. Like, there's not going to be any dead bears on the set of cocaine bear this year when, when we <laughs> no talk about that. No bears were harmed in so the making of cocaine bear. It's just all kind of, it's all just kind of cheesy and in really, really boilerplate yeah. Hollywood rebellion yeah. that I'm just kind of over. Yeah. Art so. is suffering these days. Let's go to Super uh, Chats. But before so. we do that, I do want to ask you guys to please uh, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already. Leave comments on this video in the live chat too if you're there. It helps us with the algorithm. Also, when this episode is done, not right now, when this episode is done, please make our sacrifice worth it and go watch our review of Velma episodes one and two and go check out my Instagram story where I had a, a somewhat of a mental breakdown. A live mental I had breakdown. a live <laughs> mental breakdown while I was watching it and I, you literally see the life drain out of my eyes like with each clip that I post I look more and more dead on the inside which is kind of awesome. Love that. In a really really painful way so go Appreciate check that out. Appreciate what Brett and yeah. I did for you. Also let us know if you want us to review the next two. They're they're releasing oh. two at a time. I didn't even dare put a whole poll for that. Like, I I do I do want to know yeah. like we we've gone this far yeah let us know all right <laughs> caper two X said Brett where's your blue dress uh, and I, he said make mine Marvel dry cleaners it was bit, I it was a big mix up you know we planned it, it but. Yeah. Yeah, Big Dave said off subject, but I'm going to watch Avatar today. Do you think I'll, I'll be suspected if I walk in with an empty Gatorade bottle? Yes. <laughs> Caper Two X said, "Welcome, Nina. Say, have you been on Chrissy Mare? Have you done Chrissy Mare's podcast? No. no. 
I no, haven't. But that would be cool. Hi, Chrissy. No, we would be iconic on Simcasts. We should go I on. Know. We should go on everything. Oh, we would be like, oh, yeah. Uh, I think it should be like a gimmick where you have to wear the same thing. In, in Every time you're like wear twins in the shining. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever yeah. you're on together, you have to wear the same thing. I love it. <laughs> Dexter's Diner said, Brett, matching dress when? Like I said, it's at the dry cleaners. They stained it. It's not my fault. It's their fault. Not Alan Rogers said 25 bodies as an Apache gunner is very reasonable. Yeah, yeah I just don't think he's capable of it, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure, but it was that video. Or is you he watch enough that of a video, sociopath? A, well, I mean, war, it doesn't, it, war affects people differently. So that's like, but like the idea here is like, th- that's not what the real offensive thing is. The offensive thing is that video we just had to watch. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> High Voltage 75 said show idea prank the guests by aiming money guns directly at them. That's, that's literally idea. what we that's do. That's a great it, idea. I didn't know this was going. I, I literally was like so surprised when it happened. So it kind of did prank me. Actually. You didn't question it at all. That they were just like money guns. I thought you just had stacks of, of money. You're like ballers. You know, you're like gangsters up in here. <laughs> and you just have money left. <laughs> yeah. Grizzly Nightmare 80 said being on the Barney show messed Demi Lovato up. Yeah. I mean, hey, maybe. We don't know what that guy was doing, the guy in the suit. I think it was more than one guy. I think multiple people portrayed Sussy. Barney. Yeah. Yeah. Sir Rank Zero Production said, Brett, I wish to personally apologize for voting yes in yesterday's <laughs> poll. I knew Velma was going to be bad, but I didn't realize it was so unbearable. Look, so, some like, people... Like, we knew it was going to be bad. Some people love cringe and they love to hate watch things. I am That's not me. such a person. I do not grow happier while watching stuff like that. I just lose faith in humanity and get angry. So, <laughs> Lindsay said the Courtney Love aesthetic is fantastic, girls. Do we have a Courtney Love aesthetic? This dress is actually a dupe of a Lana Del Rey dress Ooh. that she wore at a concert before in a very iconic photo. But I guess it is because it's baby doll, which is what Courtney Love would wear. So mm-hmm. thank you for the compliment. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. said, Mary, I enjoyed your opinion piece on the Golden Globes. Thank you. I'm trying to get back into the swing of writing more often because I was I used to do it every day. Mike Bolin said, Zernu is brilliant. She absolutely is. Absolutely. Aw, thank you. <laughs> uh, Bad App said, they're all in their rebellious emo era. And he said, sup toots. <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know who he's talking to. She, uh, probably me. Uh, yeah. Probably me. Uh, Bad App will uh, aspire to make, uh, to leave super chats that Mary will not read. That's one of Bad App's favorite things to do. <laughs> Raymond G. Stanley Jr. said, within four minutes of the show, I threw up in my mouth. I'm assuming he means Velma and not us. Uh, yes. A- about a Prince Harry, Velma, Look, or Demi Lovato, the- yeah. and not any of us. It wasn't even four minutes. It was within the first 10 seconds when she talks about uh, Fred in his creepy sex van. Right. Like that was, it was like, we're 30 seconds in the show and it was that bad. And it's like, if I mean, 30 seconds in, we're looking at cockroaches having sex. sex, Yes. So, and also like the, the worst thing about it was like their inability to actually do self-referential humor or meta humor and do it well. Like I had somebody like send me a message, like, cause I posted the scene of them in the shower, like the girls in the shower and they're talking about how ever notice how in the pilot episodes of shows, there's always more gratuitous sex and violence. And somebody sent me a message and says, don't, they get uh, said like oh the irony of the shot i'm like you that's the problem if it was done well you would have understood that they were doing this ironically he didn't get the irony because it wasn't done well right exactly retro retrocalypse said it's so sad kaling is a good writer and so much better than this it's too bad she drank the kool-aid because her talent during the office is obvious she did not write these first two episodes 
Okay. It was somebody else that wrote them. She's just a producer and a star on it. But as far as I'm oh, concerned, if okay. she's the producer, the buck stops with her as well. Uh, her and it was another guy, uh, somebody named Chris, uh, was the was the was the writer and the director on the first one, okay. and then he was just the writer on the second one. So she was not the writer, but she is like you know that somebody's like, hey, Mindy, we're gonna give you another self insert character, and she's like, sign me up. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Do you know if she wrote for the Veep or Mindy Project? I if she if she wrote for Veep, then she's actually a gifted writer. It's just I. Veep is so outside my realm of what I actually want. I can't really stand Julia Louise Dreyfus. Like, <laughs> I, I'm on the same page. Uh, I don't like Seinfeld, and it, I just she just the way she looks. I don't dislike me. Seinfeld. It's just it's so like I think might be that might be a generational thing. Like that's you uh, like Seinfeld? Uh, yeah, but not. I'm not uh, just like a, but not what it represents. I'm not a Seinfeld culture. cultist or a, <laughs> or an office cultist. I've never seen Friends. Like me neither. I, I, I dated a girl who just would like like that was like the big sticking point. It was like I like she would ask me all the time to watch Friends and I'm like I will I will watch literally anything people just Friends. make it into their personality yeah, yeah like it's like it. it's like uh, like it's worse like when they're like which Seinfeld or wh- which uh, Friends character are you it's the same way they do it with Harry Potter like, which yeah. house are you and I'm like yeah, that's the right yeah, reaction. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have more of an identity than some weird show. Well, yeah, that's, well, that's like, <laughs> how many people these days, like, their their whole personality online is, like, a picture of a character and a, a, like, have your own personality, dude. Like, I guess if it's an alt account and you're pretending to be someone else, that's one thing. But if it's actually you and it's a picture of someone else, like, there's whole people There's a bug. You, oh. Did it go away? It's on the floor now. Okay, yeah. we got. Are we at my last? Okay, so we're, good. we're good. Stomp on it if you yeah. have to. Um, like there's there, there's whole bots whose whole profiles like they actually put their names on there, but their pictures are of Brie Larson. Yeah, like, I don't think weird. they're real people. It's weird. A uh, thousand foot deep end said, "Wasn't Demi Lovato raised Christian? Even wore a purity ring like the Jonas Brothers? She's just rebelling against it still." Also, welcome to the show, Nina. Well, then, like, when, at what point do you, re- like, pass the rebellion phase? No, and the thing with the purity rings, that was all super, like, virtue It really didn't mean, it wasn't, like, Christianity. No. Like, you're yeah. going to church. Yeah. Like, it was super performative. It wasn't that serious. And, yeah, maybe she was Christian. But the things that happened to her, the cause, the, the conduit was not the church or the Catholic church or something. It was these immoral the opposite of Christianity. So I think that's the yeah. main point. I mean, at least with the Jonas Brothers, I would understand because they were raised in very much like Christian. a pastor family. But even they didn't go crazy. They're fine now. Yeah. You know, they never had. They are phases. like, like you don't see a lot of stuff about them. No. Like, uh, like really that's like, like that's like a weird thing to like become a fan of when you do a job like this. Like you see somebody <laughs> being normal and you're like, Good for them. Look, hey. like, no drugs, no, you know, like, no scandals. Like, that's awesome. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Like, when somebody just gets their life together and they're just kind of, like Hillary Duff. Like, she's just, like, kind of halfway normal. Lindsay Lohan's kind of halfway normal now. She got married, yeah. She's, uh, me and her are same birthday, same year. Uh, so we're, we're, me, her, and Larry we're David. Twins. Larry David we're from, twins. yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She, uh, she's, uh, like, I, I never really watched, I didn't really watch anything that she was in growing up. I was a little too old by that point mm. for, for her demographic of shows, but you know, it is what it is. Love mean her. Girls? Freaky, uh, well, I mean, that's yeah, like everyone loves me. It was a freaky Friday. Caper mm-hmm. 2X said, Mary, he flew a gunship. I'm surprised it's just 25. I don't know how he would even know that. Maybe that's yeah. why he's so weird now. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, 
I'm not going to read that, I, that app. I would actually be interested to know, like, is, I, is it common? There's a lot of people in the chat that have uh, talked about the royal family. I'm not a royal family connoisseur. I'm assuming that for the men, that military service is usually pretty common, but that they mm. don't take uh, active roles in combat. Like BTS. So that's a more, was it more, was it a an exception to the rule that he did, that he saw, like, active combat? I don't know. You'll have to read the memoir yeah. to find uh, out. Well, yeah. <laughs> then I'm giving him money. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Mike Bullen said, Mary and Zernu are one hell of an online combo. It'd be fun to see them as co-guests on another show. By the way, the show aesthetic is dope. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the, I, That's yeah. an intriguing idea. It really is. Yep. Stand back and stand by, I suppose. Yep. Um, bad app. I'm not reading that. Big Dave said, I'm not a big pop culture guy. PCC keeps me up to date and entertained. Thanks for that. Nina is a great guest. She deserves my customary <laughs> comment. And then he yeah. sent another message, uh, or he sent 99 cents without a message after that. That's he's the customary usually, comment. Thank he's usually the strong, silent type on here. He doesn't uh, usually send messages, so you must be really thank special you. to him. appreciate it. All right, guys, we're moving on. Uh, yes. So Bad Baby, uh, Bad Baby is back in the news. If you thankfully. don't know who this is, it's the girl who was Catch on Dr. Phil, yeah. said Catch Me Outside. She was How 13 years old back then. Her real name is Danielle Bergoli. Bergoli. Yeah, I had to ask her, like, is it Bergoli or Bergoli? It's Bergoli. Right. So she uh, she became famous because she, when she turned 18, she just launched that OnlyFans right The literal the night that she, <laughs> that she turned 18, which, like, definitely seems sus. Because, like, what if the content on we there have is from before? Exactly. Yeah. There's no way to prove that. No. Right. Like the, I don't know. We need to, like, get, like, like event logs that say, like, was it uploaded private and then went public the second she turned 18? Like, does that make the people who aren't in her time zone, like, creeps if they, like, yeah. opened it, like, before? <laughs> like, it's still 11 p.m. there. It's not yeah. after midnight. There. Well, I'm the Fed, so I'm going to alert the Bureau about that. And um. It, it kind of <laughs> shows how, how much our culture hasn't changed given that... Like, it was a thing when the Olsen twins yeah. were about to turn 18. They're like, and then Billie Eilish, it was the same yeah. thing. Like, yeah. society really doesn't change. Human psychology doesn't change all that much. It's just our sensitivities changed. I don't even know if our sensitivities have changed. I think it's that, that everyone's in the public eye now because of social media. So you're not allowed to be creepy and like this in private. People that, like vocally support it in public and then other people who don't are like i don't know if you should be right. doing that that's a that's a bit weird but it was mtv doing it in the 90s i mean when it's a public figure that you've watched grow up from childhood that's really creepy like yeah. especially with danielle bergoli when she showed up into uh, most of our public consciousness when she was only 13 years old she dropped out of school in seventh grade yeah. to just be an online influencer she did really well with her music career actually like a couple of really big hits from her came out yeah. including like Gucci flip-flops, you remember that one. Yep. And she recently had another one that was more of an R&B song that went viral on TikTok. Like, that's a viable career path, for sure. But, this, like, there was no need to take it to porn. Yeah. This looks like a photo. Like, she's definitely got methadone clinic chic going on in this photo. When like she has the high pony. She, the high, it's the high pony. It's like, <laughs> she looks like she's got Oscar the Grouch pajamas in her closet. Uh, the Cookie Monster. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, cookie, monster. cookie Monster hot <laughs> Cheeto girl. Like, yeah. look, I'm, ju I'm just saying. But here's the thing. Like, <laughs> what she said was that she believed, like, so they, they kind of led her on in this interview with Barstool, where they basically said, should the people who subscribe to your OnlyFans the moment you turned 18 be in jail? And she says, yes. 
There, it, it, assuming if we're supposed to take her at her word that she actually believes that, is there a weird type of self hatred there about her own choices that it's like she hates the people that are actually actively supporting her? I just I think it's know. I think it's just so disingenuous because this was again this isn't a ten year you know perspective Th this is a year ago she created yeah. this account a year ago how much can your views change she claims she made a million dollars on there in yeah. the first six no, hours in the, the first and then fifty one million in twenty twenty one she was the sixteenth so, ranked user on the platform so that year she, I I I get her sentiment that it's creepy my thing is you have to shut up because I'm, you're making you chose to do that and make that much money you just need to stop because any controversy controversy about it that can be discussed. Like people like us mm. but if you're you decided to do this when you're 18 years old it's only been one year since that happened you've made tons of money what are your repercussions well that's something there's right. got to be some self-hatred there that if she admits it's creepy but knows she made a ton of money i don't about think it. she does though i think like, she just knows what the public opinion is on that do okay. you know what i mean so i think she's, she's catering just, to that she's catering to that because she doesn't mm. want to say oh because she knows it's a controversial but she topic. still has the only fans like exactly if, you, if you're so opposed to it then why haven't you closed the account down it's exactly. is, are you just too addicted to the cash flow and the attention that it gives you I mean, eventually that has an expiration date. Yep. Like, regardless of age, obviously she's only 19. She's I mean, she's very got young. a long, I mean, they get a long career. But, like, in front of it doesn't days. make sense when she's like going to Oxford Union to yep. talk to young professionals and academics about entrepreneurial endeavors. And she has like, she has an education grant, a vocational and technical grant that she like funds people's businesses and yeah. educations, but won't do the same for herself. Well, here's the thing the, my, the way I see it is it takes a lot of really smart people to make someone look stupid successful. Like meaning yeah, that she's true. she's not stupid. What I'm saying is that it takes a very intelligent person to profit off looking stupid. No, that's really true. That's like a great point. she is she's marketed herself as kind of a ditzy, look at me, look at this. It's like a Trisha Paytas. But she is a business person and that's she's selling you a product. She's not just selling you creepy sexuality right at the age of 18. Yeah. She's selling you the product of someone who was on Dr. Phil. She took that Turkey microcosm, that image yeah. of what happened on Dr. Phil and turned it into financial. Yeah, exactly. So that's it kind of it speaks to just how deep the business aspect of these things goes. Also, she does look like Trevor Wallace. In that in, a lot of the looks, comments yeah, were she saying looks like, like female Trevor Wallace Trevor Wallace interview <laughs> that, <laughs> Which is that's good, what most of them were saying they should they should do something together they, let's, I liked, let's I just Trevor play Wallace. this until we get to the OnlyFans part the clip here at the beginning yeah is it this one are we allowed uh, to click on it or do we have to go to doesn't it play uh, I think we did it from the the top here okay uh, let's, that one might not play it, okay what? so like one of the uh, yeah. weird things about this interview is that in the middle of it you can see uh the co-host <laughs> dressed up as dr phil basically mm -hmm. eating the whole time and then the the main host grabs this sketch pad and he's like describe to me what your average audience member on OnlyFans is like and she says they're like 20 to 40 um they usually are like married with like children and um, they have brown hair, about 175 pounds. And he like is sketching Do on the sketch have details? pad. Do they have details that like precise? No, no, she was just, <laughs> she was just riffing, I guess. Yeah. And he's like on this sketch pad and then he finishes and he pulls it out and it's, it's just Dr. Phil. Uh, <laughs> he just funny. drew Dr. Phil. Um, so I guess she's still kind of like milking that story to this day. And it's like, is there any depth beyond you know, 
the fact that she had a violent outburst on live TV as a child mm -hmm. yeah. and the fact that she started selling her body the second she was of legal age. Like, I think she is talented at PR and talented at music, but she's not using those abilities to her advantage enough. No, and she said in the interview, she said, I don't want to be known as an OnlyFans girl who started when I was 18. I want to be known as a a rapper as a singer like yeah. all these other business ventures i've done and like that's valid but yeah a big part is you started an OnlyFans and you're still doing it and that's from what she, if she's saying 51 million i don't know i don't know Someone said send her back to the ranch she needs oh yeah <laughs> is it true what they say about florida <laughs> what are they saying peninsula <laughs> hmm? <laughs> what peninsula is it true what about it she doesn't it? know what a what what do you even mean that's editing right that's that that's editing yeah. right that that's reality tv editing where sure. she was she was likely reacting to something else and, and they, they and they it clip in. it in there wait but look at what she says yeah. here yeah out in seventh grade i don't know mm. I, I, yeah you're thinking about going back seventh no grade? no how come too old no, it's just like, why? Mm. Like, for what? Like, why would <laughs> I get an education? You 18, you registered to vote? No, huh? Huh? <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, you thought I was going to say join the military? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I joined OnlyFans. You joined OnlyFans the night you turned 18? I think so, yeah. And people subscribed right away? Yeah. Should they be in jail? Yeah. See, I, I, I almost She's just kind of joking I could yeah. buy that, but I could also buy that that was edited. Like, that she didn't, that it wasn't even there. Like, I, don't, I mean, possible. I don't know if they would do that, but yeah, super edited. Like, but, yeah. but here's the thing. Like, if, if she actually meant that, there is a certain amount, it's a weird type of dichotomy. The other person I was thinking of was Maitland Ward. Um, Maitland Ward was from Boy Meets World who went on to do porn. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how recently she, like, she gets a lot of requests on her OnlyFans. And one of the big ones is they want her to be like her, to do scenes like her character on Boy Meets World. Well, her character was not exactly of legal aid. Like, people are messed up, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it is what it is. I think She's that this is like an over-familiarity with celebrities and public figures yeah. that like, because especially you're behind a screen, you feel comfortable asking, like requesting mm -hmm very deranged things like that i don't think it's well adjusted from the perspective of the people subscribing i don't think it's a mal i don't think it's a well-adjusted decision to make to you know define your reputation by your sexuality at such a young age either i think she made a big mistake and maybe she's she's starting to realize that I mean, I don't know if she's actually. If she's saying I don't like, she's I want to be known that, for music, like, I want to be yeah. known for you know owning businesses and stuff like that. What she's learning now is like, no matter what you do, that's more significant maybe than being on OnlyFans. You're always going to be followed I, by that. I, I don't know. Like we're we're at an age now where she's young enough where she could transition out and do other things, and this could be left in the rearview mirror very easily. Like I, I actually do believe that. I believe that she could become the CEO of a company that actually succeeds, go on to to start other companies, like what is it, charities for scholarships and things like that. She could. 
transition into other aspects of entertainment and leave this stuff behind. And it would just be kind of like a how she got her start thing. And we're in a culture now that's so forgiving, uh, forgiving that I don't think people would look at it the same it way they would have looked be, at it. in my I, opinion. But like, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. It's possible that like, she could. I don't think this is the be all end. I think that's, I think that's why so many women are seeing it as a risk worth taking nowadays because the stigma isn't there that used to be. The stigma is there for you. Right, like you, like you don't like it, so like, like there's some stigmatization that you're giving to them, but like rightfully so, it's against your beliefs. Well, I think but once you once you open don't. the floodgates for that to be associated with you and your reputation as a young woman, it doesn't just leave you. Dude, no. 20, 30 years from now, like the average, like the, when, when her audience has grown up and she's running companies and the news has nothing to do with anything to do with sexuality, I don't know if it's going to so matter the same So I have amount. a counterpoint. So yeah. I obviously follow Trisha Paytas. Mm -hmm. She's actually having a really big problem now. So she created an OnlyFans like 2017, 2018, did it for a few years. She did boy-girl content, meaning with another person and a lot of solo stuff. She still has her OnlyFans, but she only posts like pictures, whatever. She's trying to start businesses now. Like she's really trying and she says like she's, and her OnlyFans was like super private and like, you know, like a paywall and everything. She is, she's like really upset and embarrassed by everything. And she was in the sex industry yeah. for a very long time, online and offline. And now she's like 34, 35, and she's really like regrets almost all of it. And there's no attention given to the ones that regret it, only and celebration of the ones thing, who embrace it. She had her name established well before she started the OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. that's why she did And yet so it's well. still giving her flack in trying to make money in other mm -hmm. ways. And so it, it limits you because she says, she's like, this is my, even though I'm not doing the extreme stuff I used to on OnlyFans, it's still a huge part of my income. And she's saying she's trying to branch out and do other things. And any company she tries working with, people are sending them videos and pictures of her that are, un, you know, gross. Yeah. And it's, it, it has limits. She said she lost like tens of millions because of yeah. the her being um, discarded as a candidate for a what brand deal or anything like that. Okay, then societally, does it become less of a problem in the future? Because it seems like culture only goes one way. And we're not becoming a more moral culture. We're not becoming mm -hmm. a more private culture. We're becoming a more public culture. Mm -hmm. So I may, maybe for Trisha Paytas, it's a bigger problem. But maybe in 10 years when bad baby. I'm like referring to I mean even like, her name is like bad like baby, baby. Like, yeah, yeah she's a baby yeah. she's a sexy baby yeah. like I don't know like, I don't like, like that do I have any like any sympathy for somebody who has to deal with these problems after making the quick money no no I don't yeah. but I just I don't see society going in a better direction in 10 years if anything I see this behavior becoming more and more incentivized by our culture but just think about all of the girls who are doing OnlyFans yeah. now who started COVID I say 2020 was in a boom COVID so it's yeah. from 2020 and then think about in the future like I, I don't I wish there was like a study or something where we could say a percentage but I would say a very high percentage of women have done sex work in some form whether they were as big as like this or just smiled camming or something yeah. it's going to be a lot of people so more people right. will know someone or be the person who did it they're more sympathetic yeah. I so heard I this that. like so in the future all women are going to have an OnlyFans all men are going to be Uber drivers <laughs> and all non-binary people are going to like work at gas stations or something <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they're going to be in food production yeah. <laughs> I, I, one of the greatest things somebody ever said to me is like a, a pizza delivery guy said pizza delivery is like stripping for men He's like, cause he's like, no, no, stripping is stripping for men. He's like, but it was really funny because he's just saying, he's like, you can make a lot of money early on when you're younger. And I was like, he had this whole 
thing for why he believed that. I'm like, I don't know if that really lines up. Does he think up, he like got tip, tipped more for being young? Or I, something? I have no. He's just saying that because it's mostly men doing it. Like there were. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many. I don't know how many. But you're not going to send a bunch pizza. of young women out to knock on strangers' doors. Well, like that's the, not a good hey, idea. Hey, this is America. You can do whatever you want. If I you would love to be a pizza delivery person. You think? I would love to. Uh, you make bank on the tips. I, I would. I would love it. <laughs> like it's just one of those things, man. Like I don't see culture getting better. I see this becoming worse, and I see her problems actually minimizing because there will be less stigma on it. Mm-hmm. Should there be stigma on it? I have yes. no idea. I don't care. Like, I don't care what it's, she does. It's, it's really a hard thing because this is the, the perspective is yeah. it is a very shameful thing. It should be shamed. It's yeah. not a good idea for women to do at all. Um, but then also the idea is the redemption. So if somebody wants to stop, like Trisha Paytas, not, let's just say she's not doing it all anymore. She wants to get into other business ventures and she can't because of her past. So how is the shaming going to work? Because a lot of people mm. have, there's interviews of porn stars. They say, I, I regret doing it. They stop and then they go back because they need to make money somehow. And yep. since they had such a huge name or visibility, they can't escape that right. that um, entertainment field yeah. at all. So that's, that's really the... The struggle there's like it. a there's like a small percentage of like the really really big names that end up going to like serious radio mm-hmm. in, in, or have their Podcast, own shows, podcasts yeah. or they they travel and stuff like that but that's those are like culturally relevant people that build their brand beyond that now oddly enough for them it would be safer the right to or they would there would be they would be making more money going to only fans and keeping 100 percent of the profit rather than you know getting paid per scene or whatever yeah. they're doing when they're working for these larger companies yeah. So it is like a, a weird, maybe it's made it safer for them, but making it safer doesn't mean we should be promoting it as yeah, something no. that you want to aspire to doing. It does seem like maybe in 20 years, like the s- society will have so many women that have done it that there just won't be any shame around it no, because I they mean, all have skeletons in their The closet. question isn't should having an OnlyFans be stigmatized. I think it's just a reality that people will need to come to accept that it just is stigmatized. Like there is stigma attached to publicizing your sexuality Mm -hmm. because that is something inherently private. There will always be stigma attached to that. There will be some delusional people who say that there isn't, but again, like they're living in a fantasy world that does not exist and it never Mm -hmm. will. Yeah. And I think the media works very hard to push the, the idea that it doesn't exist, that there's no stigma behind it, that it's completely fine. Like, cause, and then you got guys like me who I'm like, I don't care if she did porn. Like, like, but at the same time, would I date somebody who did it? No. Exactly. No, and I would. And so it's like, right. I, the idea here is like somebody like me who's like, I don't care if you did it, but it would affect my opinion of you as far as like pursuing some type of relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. So it's like there, there's stigma there that I'm not even really attributing to myself because I don't really care if someone chooses to do it. I don't look down on them for choosing to do it, but the reality of it is different. But you do in a way. It, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I guess. It, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I hate to say that. Like, it's like no, I mean, because it's, I, I think don't think they're a bad person, but their decisions don't line up with what I would be looking for. And I think most women wouldn't. I mean. I don't know. We need a poll on this, but I think most women wouldn't date a man who did sex work. There's the uh, the uh, no. f- OnlyFans for women is pro sports for men. The the idea that men the the gender wage gap exists in sports for women and exists in OnlyFans for men. Yeah, men I mean very we, we did no, look at this story stuff. from the Wizards of Waverly Place oh, guy. Oh yeah, we have that. Who yeah. said he tripped and fell into doing adult entertainment. I don't like the wording of that. Like, take accountability (laughs) for what you did. But I think men can also get success on there because there are, like, gay men that subscribe. Tons of, yeah, that's a huge But it's just, like, the the trend of, like, being an entertainer for children, like, in children's 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. TV shows and movies and then becoming an adult performer is very disturbing. Like, I think it's a similar situation in the sense that those kids are exploited. When they start that young, it's, I would say, a large percentage. It's their parents forcing them to do it. They have to provide for their family. So mm -hmm. they have no agency, and all it's about is the dollars. Yeah. So then when, as an adult, it's all your merit is is being exploited for money and, and that's your mindset making that jump is a lot easier when you mm -hmm. were exploited at a younger age even if not physically but just the the abuse that you suffer from being responsible for providing for an entire family when you're a child yeah. uh, and we talked to the story about who was it that got left alone with the with the casting director and then claimed that uh, that was Bella Thorne that Bella Thorne oh, like, like yeah. there's so the, many the layers the casting director claimed, claimed that, that she got she sexual with him she was flirting with him when yeah. she was tw mm -hmm. 10 years old 10 years old Awful. But the question is like, was she though? Because like yeah, that's a sign yeah. of previous abuse and yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is rampant in entertainment, obviously. Absolutely. All right, let's go let's go to super chats. Thousand Foot Deep End said, didn't mean to suggest I thought Demi herself was Christian, but I do believe it's still a spiritual thing going on with her. Yeah, yeah I mean I think she's definitely still struggling. Marco said, favorite movie soundtrack with score or songs? Twilight. Uh, score would be The Dark Knight. I would say Blade Runner for like a score. Oh, that was good. Yeah. I love the Blade Runner. Good call. Yeah. Good call. There's uh, the there's 2049 or like the no, original. original. Like yeah. the oh, there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of good movies. That would be, we could do a whole episode on like, I would have to go back and do and, and read up more on what my favorite was. On TV, my favorite uh, producer for music is in is a composer named Cam, uh, Cam. Cam Neely was a hockey player. Blake Neely is a composer who does for shows like he did um, The Mentalist back in like 2009. He did all of the Arrowverse shows, which actually did have really unique uh, kind of electronic scores, which were different at the time. Uh, obviously, Hans Zimmer, as far as for movies, would be probably the best. So. Uh, make Okay, Alex making beds and writing novel on the side said, another Friday, another night with my friends drunk. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully well, not too drunk. Glad you're here. Yeah. Hope you're okay. <laughs> Dexter's Diner said, will you guys review The Last of Us show? We are reviewing that on Monday. Uh, I mean, I, the funny thing about that is maybe it won't be as bad now that we watch I mean, Velma. in comparison, it's probably going to be a masterpiece, but <laughs> um, other people are also worried about that being a disappointment. 
somebody was talking to me the other day about how much they love Pedro Pascal, and I, I realized that, like, look, Pedro Pascal is a great actor. He's just really annoying on Twitter. And one of the things you have to do with this job is is understand that these people are all insufferable, and you have to judge them based on the work and not based on who they are on mm-hmm. social media, because a lot of times they're not even necessarily the same person on social media that they are in the real world. But he's particularly annoying on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Biddy Beastly said if she thinks her consumers should be in jail, she ought to be as well for producing it. Forgive my vulgarity, but <laughs> that... <laughs> okay, I can't repeat that part. She belongs in the sewer. Uh, well, it'd be a very expensive sewer because she's got a lot of money. But like, also, like, look, I, I think the number one thing you can take away is that that interview was extremely edited, extremely cut up. For sure. Uh, and it could even have been at her request to make her look a certain way because she has an image to uphold. And mm. it was an article. Yeah. You know, she got clout from it and more people are probably going to subscribe to her OnlyFans now. So yeah. True. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. said, bad Brett Tassovic. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, the, like that's spelling. They want you to wear the H. dress. The, they want an OF. Uh, yeah, that's that What's was uh, that, that is a simp rumor. army. <laughs> that is a rumor. I cannot stop the the Brett OnlyFans uh, <laughs> thing. They were also saying they want you to bleach your hair again when we were on Instagram Live before the show. It's gonna cost you. I'm <laughs> like, look, somebody's like, oh, like he wants us to give money to bleach his hair. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to bleach. Like, I don't. What I, you think he's just like, gonna just do it for blonde. no reason? I'm not for, a for the joy of it. Like, uh, I'm I'm not a blonde haired person. I'd blonde hair when I was younger. I was born with uh, light hair. My hair turned dark. And mm. there was a time when I had blonde tips when I was 12. And, oh, Frosted uh, Tip Game. Frosted Tips. Thank yeah, you. Was, oh, boy bands were a thing. I didn't explain the crisis meter, so we left it open for her to, yeah, to be scared. That, that was a crisis party. Yay. When, um, when it reaches a certain amount, you have a crisis oh. party. Yay. Yes. Awesome. Fun. <laughs> Carter's lovely voice there. Linda T... Uh, said when Sour Patch Lids had OF, I was shocked until I finally yeah. saw. Well, that was the beauty of it, right? It's like a sub stack, yeah. but yeah. on OnlyFans. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's a possible. And OnlyFans where you shame people with OnlyFans. It's genius. Right. <laughs> Waffle Sensei said, we had a mail driver at UPS get fired for doing an OnlyFans out of his package car. That's amazing. Apparently, he did pretty well for himself. So but it's pretty like... sure it was just the uniform that did it. I also saw somebody else in the things that fake t- mentioned fake taxi. Was that like fake UPS? Like, oh, oh my man. gosh. Wow. Incredible. <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said, hi, Nina. Hi, Brett. Sup, Mary. And Brett, bleach it. <laughs> it's going to come. He wants it to happen. Look, you guys keep suggesting it. It's, it's up to you guys. This yeah. is really, it's not on me. It's on <laughs> you guys. Spork Witch said, Drive with Ryan Gosling, spectacular visual storytelling, economic use of dialogue, and the greatest musical score ever. There, look, this is one of Disagree. those days. Disagree. This is one of those days where my brain is kind of mush. And there was like, there have been a couple of things I've been watching recently, old movies, where I was shocked at like not realizing how good the score was until I went back and watched it. I'm also a fan of movies that are very, very guarded with their score, in which they, where they use a lot more ambient sound. Uh, and internal sound effects with less music. Sometimes that can be just as good for storytelling. But for me, it's the it's the Dark Knight, or even like as much as I think Marvel does really really generic work with most of their scores. The actual Marvel theme that plays at the beginning of the of the movie and Captain America's theme is fantastic. Like when whenever there's a, I mentioned it the other day on the show the the scene where he's he's grabbing the helicopter and he's pulling the helicopter back to the building. When the sound swells on that part of the 
of the movie, there is not a dude in that theater that does not want to go work out and then become a superhero. It's not a thing you have to when you see that. Well, anyone who complained about Hugh Jackman possibly using steroids for Wolverine Look, would care. not feel that way. <laughs> if they want to use steroids, just do it. Just take all the HGH oh and just roid yourself out <laughs> to the cares? gills. Like if who women cares? can just stuff themselves, let the women stuff their bodies full of plastic and let the guys shove all the green chemicals in their veins. Period. You know, it's a. I thought it was a free country. Let them do what Period. they want. <laughs> Perturbed Alpaca said, Brett has an OnlyFans? Uh, OnlyFans confirmed. Look, look oh, here, here's a funny thing. Like, my dad, uh, like, like, Googled me recently, I guess. And, like, he's, like, sent me, like, a screenshot, which that was the impressive part to me, like, that he figured out. <laughs> but, like, uh, like, that said, like, when you search my name now for years, it was nothing but skating content. Like, you know, mm-hmm. all my skating stuff would come up. Now it, like, lists TV personality. That's and cute. It's just, like, Aww. it was very, it was very endearing. Like, yeah, we've yeah. got like an IMDb. Yeah. Aw, no it. big deal. No. Love it. <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said Brett's OnlyFans is just Marvel fandom stuff. Yeah, uh, that would have to be because I'm I'm the one who doesn't talk about Marvel. What's here. the truth? Does he like Marvel or does he like DC? Yes, it's. Uh, I guess what, have like to... what does he have a shrine to in his bedroom? Neither. There will be neither. Look, that's that's weird. <laughs> I don't have any Funko Pops either. No Funko. Uh, Pops. No, that, that's relieving. <laughs> Clint said the blondening has been done. Let's do a face tattoo. No. And done by Mary again. I couldn't do that to you. I wouldn't feel good about that. But I did say that I would get one inside my lip that says like crisis. Yeah. The, if we got to a certain amount, I don't even know what amount I said. I did but. see an amazing one recently where a guy and it's super detailed. Have you ever seen the show Home Improvement? Yeah. Okay. There's a guy who got like Wilson peeking over the the for like the fence top on his eyebrow. It's incredible. <laughs> like like you have to like you have to be super zoomed in to even see what it is, but it's super detailed. Look like it cost a crap ton of money. Okay, we're caught up on Super right, Chats. Go. We're going to move on to Aaron right. Taylor Johnson. Yes. Ooh. He is the front runner for James Bond right now, which we did talk about, but when we were on that subject, I just saw a ton of replies to that that had nothing to do with James Bond and had everything to do with trashing his wife, who is 55 years old. Uh, I think, how, how many years older than... 23. 23. 23 years older than Aaron Taylor Johnson. By the way, their their names are so long because they hyphenated it. their last names, which and he, I always he, roll my he eyes He gave at. the traditional male feminist response of saying, you don't have to take... Why does a woman have to take a guy's name? Why, right, guys? Exactly. But Why? who decides which last name comes first? Yeah, like did they did they do paper <laughs> rock? I like the idea that they did paper rock scissors. Maybe, maybe, or they or they played like oh no, how know. long this, ago was this? Maybe they were playing like games of uh, words with friends, and whoever yeah. won got to pick the the first name. Remember words with friends? I liked word with friends more than Wordle. Uh, Wordle was such a psyop. Yeah, anyway. like that was yeah, it was a data collection thing. <laughs> so uh, anyway, a lot of these people were saying like he should divorce his wife. They were calling her a hag. All of these mean names. She was married before him too for eleven years. Yes, and she had children from that marriage as well. But now she's had a couple of children with Aaron Taylor Johnson at like 42, 45. Yeah, she like that's which is wild. Old, yeah, right? like um, I mean, like like there was a, an article in the Hollywood Reporter the other day from I don't I, it might have been. From uh, who's the lady from the uh, the Woman King? Um, 
Frick, I should know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it Viola Davis? Viola Davis. Yeah. It might have been from Viola Davis. It might have been from someone else who's talking about like, oh, look, my I'm 50. My years of giving birth are coming to an end. I'm like, they've kind they've of been, been over, over girl. For, like, yeah. for the most part for a while now. Yeah. yeah. So they, they have been married since 2012. It seems like they're going strong. Yeah. Uh, heard nothing but positive things. But everyone thinks that actually he was groomed into this marriage because they met when he was only 18 on the set of Nowhere Boy. Yes. yes. And she was his no, superior. Not on the set, not, no, not on the set. What happened was she auditioned for him oh. to be in the movie in her house. In her which, own house. That's the most Hollywood. Oh, yeah. My, my schedule's just really busy right now. Come to my house. If you're a dude, like if like if like somebody what? gave you this advice, if you're an aspiring actress, it's you right now. You're not even 18. You're 22. And some big wig Hollywood director says, would you please come to my house to audition in person? Yeah. Like, you Casting know, couch. totally, yeah, yeah. Casting like, couch moment, but, but yeah. apparently they did not kiss or even get involved until after the movie was That's done That's the official shooting. narrative. And that least. he proposed to her before they were even romantically involved because he was just so in love. Look, you guys have your own opinions on this. I think it's hilarious because it's just it's such a it's such a backwards thing from what we normally see in Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. And, and this is the issue, like. The fact that they met when he was 18 and she was in a position of power. And yeah. that's where the ethical conversation comes in. It's like, look, I think he's it? happy now. Go for it. And that's like, what's that going to get bother to. Me. They've had children together very quickly after they yeah. got together. They still are together. At this point, he's in his early 30s. Like at this point, he has, he definitely has power. If he yeah. wanted to leave the relationship, he definitely could. It's a different dynamic. It's now a very than it was different dynamic. Started, yeah. And she had two children before uh, from her previous marriage. One who was only a couple of years younger than him. Uh, I think really her, that's weird. 27. I think that the, the, sec- the oldest of her children that she had before, they had their two children. So they have four kids together, two stepchildren, uh, and then two children of their own. I just don't like it. I don't like the vibe. No, but here's the issue. And I think this is, I'm going to be blunt. It, look at her. And this is my problem. It's like, it's not like she is like a MILF where it's like, sorry, like the, a the really Guys, the women are about to get judgy here. I'm good. I have to because it, it, it's a big, okay, obviously women and men see the other gender differently yeah. in terms of relationships. Like women are valued for how we look and men are valued for other aspects. But so I'm going to val- like look at it that way. So he's not like at this time, he's not able to provide anything because he's only 18 and men yeah. are valued for what they can provide. Yeah, absolutely. And she's uh, she's older and she's not able she's to provide for her looks. Yeah, uh, she I, wasn't I, even hot when she was she younger. She wasn't hot. Doesn't, no- this, doesn't this make it more believable that it's actually love? No. That he's like, he loves her They're in spite of the fact that she's It, it that makes she's it not look beautiful. like he's mentally ill. Yeah. Or oh, like, come on. <laughs> or, really? Yeah. What? I mean, it makes him look like he has mommy issues. Uh, I mean. He, he, and yes, I will have a double standard. If this was a male and a female, I would have a double standard. I would still think it's kind of sus that they met with the whole like casting couch mm-hmm. situation, obviously. But I would look at it differently, probably more favorably. Yeah, I definitely. don't think that this is normal behavior for any man of his age or his. his but has he not like worked enough to prove that it's that it's not a that it's not some passing thing that they've been together now for uh, over a decade? They've yeah. got two kids together. Yeah, like sure. maybe longevity it wasn't, isn't the only. Perhaps sign, it but- wasn't the perhaps it wasn't the healthiest thing to start. And there's definitely questions that should be asked if we're holding everyone in Hollywood to the sta- same standard about the being a director, being an actor, and then getting a job, and then supposedly getting together conveniently right as he's old enough or, or like, mm-hmm. 19 and no longer her employee. Like, look, fine. But does he not get credit for the fact that they seem to work together well? 
I mean, they've been together for a long time. Yeah. So, we know nothing. But again, yeah, and we don't know what's... I Honestly, like I said, what the driver for me is just how she looks. Unfortunately, that's where I'm like, this is just weird. Like, why would he... Like, biologically, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. she's not... She doesn't even look like she could be fertile. Like, she's not fertile. She doesn't look like yeah. she could be fertile. And that's what men evaluate in women. Yeah. And and for, I don't know, he was very young. Like, very, very young. I probably, I don't know, inspiring actors. They're probably not making much. So, obviously, they made something of their relationship with the kids and stuff. But it's like, where, like, how many 18-year-old boys are really thinking about having a kid? Like, even if they're in love. Like, most men don't have a kid until they're, like, in their mid to late 20s or early 30s. They so also use the, the line about, like, he was so mature for his age I hate that like I, I, I don't even I'm not talking about it in terms of ethics anymore I just don't think the the vibe is right the, okay I think that's a great way to put it actually this might be this might be a fundamental difference between men and women I see it and I'm like did they break any laws no I don't care like I mean that's the right way to look at it because again like it's everything's so nuanced like yeah. we really don't know and there's so many different situations and that's the problem when it comes to these things she did however direct a uh, Bond girl video short back in 2009 so maybe she was was the in that he needed oh. to get his interview with Barbara Broccoli to to be up for the role of James Bond? Okay, how serious is this with him becoming James Bond? Because he should not be James Bond. Why not? I mean, can I, I, I ask think? the audience? I, I actually, I, I mean, I, like, I, the funny <laughs> thing is, is like I think he's at, I think he's his best looking when he's got facial hair, and James Bond doesn't really do facial hair, so like it's uh, he doesn't have the vibe for uh, James who, Bond. Who has the vibe? <sighs> there would be a lot. I can't name I think, top my head. But I think no matter who is chosen, people will be mad. Oh, for yeah, sure, of because it's a hard lot. I mean, look at, I don't think there's many men that exist now in, in terms of Hollywood that have general, that, that yeah. charisma and energy that a James Bond must have it's, and that have had for the past 60 years since it's existed or whatever, 50 years. The so, funny thing is, is I think he's where they want James Bond to go because they don't want him to be inoffensive. Super, they, oh, passive. yeah, and, and that's the point. If they're trying to do that, to me, I'm not. I mean, Reggie Jean Page is more handsome than this dude. Reggae John Page is objectively a better looking dude than this dude. It's just that then we have to get into the discussion about race swapping. I'd rather race both. swap it than have this guy, honestly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's my take. I'd rather race swap there, there it. There you go. I mean, he looks if like he could I be, uh, like, he looks like he could be Q. He, he could be, because they, like, uh, no? Q? Q? You think? Yeah, I think he could be Q. I mean, he's too big of an actor, I think, now to, to play a bit part in that role. But it, look, uh, she looks like she does look like every theater manager I've ever met in my entire life, like local theater manager. She looks like she works in the arts. Uh, but if they're happy, they're happy. Like this is a this is a men and women difference thing. These okay. ladies like went deep, like did a deep dive into like why like and I get it. Like you, your your points are valid. You have your own critiques for what may or may not be. I just I can't bring myself to to care as long as no laws were broken and he's not complaining, she's not complaining. What right do I have to well, tell them not to do their thing? I, I mean, I'm not telling them. Do yeah, I'm not going to inject. Like, I'm not going to find them. And but the thing is, there them. is a concerted effort right now to make older women like what's in, in yeah. terms of like what's hot. And I think it's something you have to astroturf because that's never been the case. Somebody in the chat mentioned it. Demi Lovato and Ashton Kutcher did this two decades ago. 20 years ago. Demi Moore? Demi Demi Moore. Yeah, they did this but, 20 but years Demi ago. Demi Moore was hot. Yeah. That's the difference. Demi Moore was sexy. 
That's yeah. the problem. This is what it comes what down to. What is the appeal of a woman with this physiognomy who probably reads feminist theory? She's reading, she loves Gloria Steinem, and it's like, yeah, girl. Yeah, but, okay, yeah. so, so <laughs> that's, a, that's assuming that every dude uh, looks for, I mean, maybe because he's more financially viable than, than the average dude, but these days I see more like better looking dudes with less good looking women on the street, on the, I not agree, in Hollywood. But, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I definitely get that, but I just think that this is so extreme of like, a difference yeah. based but, on the age and just how she looks at her age. That's so, but also maybe you're looking, you're saying that, that men evaluate, evaluate women, women based on your looks, but your critiques here have to do with looks, which means it matters to women too. About other women. Yeah. But, uh, so, so maybe he just doesn't have that in him in this case. I think there there doesn't have a biological imperative. And then well, he clearly has a biological issues. imperative because he's got two kids. He did have kids. So again, maybe there's a mommy issues thing, and maybe this is just a very and this is again this is a case that this is why we're talking about it. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And that's why it's an interesting conversation because it's so bizarre to us just because it goes against all of the biological yeah. instincts that we have, yeah. um, and that men and, and women have. So I mean, that's what it comes down to. Again, they're happy, whatever. But I I'm, I'm standing. I mean, only in Hollywood. I mean, only in Hollywood would do these this things. Is not nor- yeah, it's not and then we contrast this with like Florence Pugh yeah. having been in this relationship with Zach Braff that that broke off last year. They had a 21 year age gap. She was 27. He was about 47. And uh, I mean, I just I do deal. have a double standard. I don't care about yeah. that. You that's know? no big deal. Oh, I just care about those. Yeah. That's and then really I'm here like, I have like neither of them. I don't have a problem with either of them. Like, like my brain goes as far as were any laws broken? Were they legal adults? Were they, were they capable and aware of their own actions when they made those choices? You can, we can talk all day about what their upbringing was. Were they abused as a child? Are there mommy issues there? Are there daddy issues there? I can't speak to that. I can just say that, uh, you know what? If he's happy... You know, more power to all the women now, all the middle, mid-looking women working power the, to that, that can work in the theater and hope that they're going to pull their very own uh, future James Bond. Yeah. I mean, I ultimately, at the end of the day, we don't care, we don't like, care. The, about these individuals, about it. but it's yeah. just like the trends are shifting right now, maybe in the interest of reducing reproduction rates yeah. in the West. I, yeah. I don't know what is planned, what is not, but and you have maybe to- she's just an absolute panther in the sack. Uh, unlikely. I, I honestly doubt it. I'm sorry. Just by looking at her. She looks rigid. She <laughs> looks so, yeah, exactly. Just, uh. Rigor mortis is setting in already. <laughs> Rigor mortis, yeah. I mean, she literally could be a grandmother by now. She maybe is. Sure. So well, both of her children well, yeah, are in their are, late yeah, adult, 20s, her. early 30s already, yeah. so... It would be more interesting to see what the relationship is like for the for him and the stepdaughter who's like nearly his age. That would be interesting. Like it would be more normal for them to be dating. Together, yeah. <laughs> but it would be this. interesting to see like how the kids like they could have their own reality show. The kids like having to come to accept the uh. fact this is a trope you see in like movies and TV shows. But it's usually the dad marries some younger woman yeah. who's almost the same age that's as more the kid. Biologically makes sense. But yeah. also another thing that has to do with this is a lot. Think of the divorce rates. A yeah. lot of women in their 40s and 50s are divorced and trying to date. And then imagine you're a woman that age, you have certain standards. You kind of have to go either for a younger guy, the men who are older, that's your, okay, that's your. would rather go for a younger woman, 10, 15, 20 years younger, that the women, that, so I think that there's this competitive issue going on in terms of people who are, wait, who are 
past their first marriage or divorced yeah. and mm. in the dating scene. So I think that there's definitely like going to be more of this happening just because these women are going to try, like maybe the media or whatever is going to try to like make older women sexy. And they are. A lot of them are getting plastic surgery, all that to look better. Yeah, plastic surgery and all those things have now like increased shelf shelf Absolutely. life uh, to the point where you don't have to just look at it as if you hit the wall when you're when you're 25. And a lot of women don't. A lot of them look amazing. And, yeah. then, and then the incentive for younger men, a lot of men, think about like the job market right now. A lot of guys in their 20s are struggling hard. So let's, let's say you're a 25-year-old guy and there's a woman who's 45 has had a job mm. for 20 years. Milf Manor, guys. And this is the, 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 the it's milk, a recession yeah. thing, too. <laughs> it's a recession thing. So a lot of them might be looking for an older woman oh. to help provide. And, so and cougars are a sign of recession. We cougar. figured it out. Perfect. That's exactly. uh, <laughs> We figured it out here. Look, look, and this has been going on <laughs> for a long the time. These, these types of um, the media pushing stuff like this has mm-hmm. been going on for a long time. I just, I'm just not really that into judging them for it. If they're happy, I'm happy. Good for them. Yep. <laughs> All right. We got, super, we got a couple of super chats there. Okay. Uh, Bobcat said, hyphens do not belong in names. Thoughts? I, I got to agree. There's a, there's Especially a really, on Hannah Claire's behalf. No hyphen. There, there's a scene in the show Arrow where when, um, when Felicity meets Oliver's mom and then when he's talking to Walter Steele, she goes, does she hyphenate? She looks like a woman who'd hyphenate. Because she's a powerful yeah. businesswoman. Mm. So apparently powerful businesswoman equals somebody who would hyphenate. Remember when like Jennifer Lopez got flack for not uh, for yeah. taking Ben Affleck's name? How dare she? Well, most of them, they take the name in private but keep their public name, obviously, because yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. said, Mary Wowser, that is a spicy take about the age gap. I don't know exactly what I said that yeah. made, made you react that way, but maybe I don't know. I think the, mine is like the more mainstream opinion. No, uh, maybe the idea that they think it's okay one way, but not okay the other way. Maybe most, I, I, would, ass- I would assume that if most people, if I use myself as like the baseline, like mm-hmm. I don't care what other people do. It's like most people are like, I don't care that there's an age gap as long as no crimes were committed. And they, you know, like they just don't care either way. Can I give firsthand experience? So obviously, yeah, sure. like I have an age gap relationship, and I deal. I've dealt like even with other people. Like there's definitely a huge stigma, yeah. even though I'm not 18. You yeah. know, I'm I'm 22, and there's still like huge. Like I don't know. I feel like I don't know. There's like weird stuff that happens. Like people think like what's going on, and it's definitely like weird to people. Even though for yeah. mine, it's like the girl's younger. You know, so it's definitely just like a huge thing. But I just think in general, like. I don't know. It's just a controversial topic, but it makes more sense the other way instead of the woman being older. It just seemed more often. And it depends where we are, too. I, I, I think know. that the media has worked very hard to make what is going on with this one the more common one now. Because I think mm-hmm. you're instantly stigmatized and called a groomer if you're an older guy yeah. with a younger woman. I think Hollywood has worked very hard to push the opposite. In the Remember, in the, the MILF Manor thing, they're not creepy. They're empowered. They just, yeah. just want to have some fun. It's like, yeah. if a guy said that, you'd be really weirded out. Like, why does a guy just want to have some fun? with women that are like a quarter of his age but the idea here is that Hollywood wants to push one that's mm. acceptable and one that isn't because of Me Too and because of all of these yeah. things and it just For goes sure. against the agenda Mike Bolin said Cobra Tate should be 007 hey that's uh, a, no 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 Tristan Tate would be dude, a better de- Tristan, Tristan because Tate, he has his hair he's, yeah. he, and he's a legitimately handsome dude like give that <laughs> give that dude 007 you're right <laughs> not Alan Rogers said neo-catholic bitterness over quote breedability is odd thoughts I don't really think it's a Catholic thing. I think it's just like a human thing. Can you repeat what they said? They said a neo-Catholic bitterness over breedability is odd. Um, And I just, I don't think that has anything to do with Catholicism. I think that's just like the biological reality of all human history. Yeah. um, That that's favorable 
in females. Corn Pop said, still not blocked. Mary, will you marry me if you divorce? Uh, she would I'm to- not <laughs> hoping to divorce in the future. That would be a sad thing, but uh, definitely keeping you in mind corn pop thank you all right mary <laughs> thanks I, for the offer <laughs> I, mary i need you to go into this next one because it, yes. i needed somebody to literally explain h hrh to me yeah so hrh collection it actually stands for her royal highness collection she sells jewelry online but she's also a youtuber and an influencer and she's gotten a lot of attention in the past like couple of years i would say because she's become more outspoken about politics and just more of her controversial beliefs on things um including like body positivity and being anti-mask uh anti all these like covid regulations she talks about the way that la has become such a mess and like how you can't like go in a starbucks bathroom without stepping on needles and like literally like appearing (laughs) like i I would end up at cpac just listening to her except for it's like a weird type of uh not cpac cpac it's all the the same talking points but just done from somebody who i look like i would run into at a makeup counter well she recently got invited on dr phil which is a much different medium than just talking to your camera on youtube Mm -hmm. obviously so i think she came on more strong on dr phil than usual usually she is just like kind of vibing out in her car and like she's more of a relaxed vibe sometimes sometimes she rants also i enjoy it because i think she's like expressing the chaos that i kind of hold in a lot of the time and i i think you feel that way as well yeah oh yeah she like my brain internally works the way she talks yeah uh, she jumps around a lot she like addresses the counter arguments before they're even (laughs) out there my my brain is an absolute puddle mess most of the time and like half the trouble for me on the show is trying to speak coherently when my brain is running in 3,000 different directions and I Mm -hmm. struggle with that severely there are some days that are worse than others this is actually one of those days where my brain kind of feels like mush most of the time but her brain like feels like mine when it's actually halfway working but not quite there like she's going from here to here to here to here and it's endearing for the people that like it but to me it's almost like I see too much of it in there and I'm like I can't I can't I I can't watch it sure I think it's it's definitely more of a women thing like yeah Nina and I are very familiar. Well, this episode with is it. for the girls anyway. This is for it's the for the girlies. Um, so here is what she had to say on Dr. Phil about cancel culture. She said the woke mob and cancel culture have created a very weak, offended generation of fake victims. Cancel culture ruins everything. It ruins free speech. It ruins honesty. It ruins comedy. We have to just go around and pretend like we don't have any opinions other than what the woke left has or will be canceled. I love how on the nose it was. So on the nose. I I really appreciate that, actually, because that's kind of the level that people watching Dr. Phil are at. Yeah. Those are intro level opinions. Yeah. like It's like it's giving them like culture war for dummy vibes. Like you're you're reading them like, what is the culture war? And some mom there is like, what is the culture? And then you have to explain them. It's like if you go into public without a mask somebody who wants you to wear a mask will yell at you you will then yell back at them because you do not want to wear a mask and you have to explain to them very carefully what everything that's going on (laughs) is and you kind of take for granted just how much we understand about what's going on with this little uh culture war that's supposedly hrh doesn't always come off as this angry ranting like maniac she also 
like has a calm way of explaining her opinions and in person she's actually very nice from what i've seen um i saw her appear on amala ekpunobi's show unapologetic and it was like a conversational format so she was more like relaxed and able to explain herself in more depth than dr phil allows mm -hmm. Um, and Dr. Phil, actually, I was surprised to see pushed back on her opinions here and said, like, well, you're not you don't have expertise in like nutrition. So what what ground do you have to talk about, you know, the the merits of body positivity or, you know, restricting your calories or whatever? Like she is a hyper realist when it comes mm -hmm. to like yeah. taking accountability for yourself which I can appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. 110%. And then he also asked, like, you know, you don't have expertise in health so or science. So how do you know that what you're saying about masks is correct? And she's like, I'm using common sense. Yeah. yeah. Which I appreciate. And that's relieving. And I think a big part of it, and it's great that she went on Dr. Phil because it's a huge audience of people yeah. that have no idea who she is. Well, and all those people, they look, they're so disconnected. You can totally tell that they have no they're idea They're zoning out on. online benefit, shopping with their brain chips. Yeah, the benefit though is that she's cool. Yeah. She mm -hmm. really is. She's pretty. She's cool. She's like in. I think she's kind of niche. I, I think you, you think, like, I think she's cool because she went really she goes, viral on TikTok like last year in 2021. Yeah. She's cool and, and have someone, the problem with Republicans or a lot of stuff is, is they have an issue with finding someone who's. They're dorks. They're dorks. They try getting girls who are, and they're just so, yeah. they're cornballs. And, and her, she's not a cornball. The women and all look cool. like they pick their dress out from the exact same store, and the men all look like they like, like pocket protectors. Like you got in Charlie suits, Kirk, yeah. and then you got and then it's the mothballs. Like, yeah. They just don't, they're dorky. Oh, no. So, what did somebody say to me when it said, uh, young Republican men look like their mom dresses them for work? Uh, <laughs> that's like, not I, cool. Wearing white socks with like, black loafers. You know, like, I, I have <laughs> no idea if that's, if that's a fair assumption, but that was what somebody said to me once, and I, right. I laughed, so it must have a semblance of truth. And a to lot it. of the girls, I don't want to be. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying in terms of like a general appeal to people, people want to be cool, especially younger people. And and you need to have that. And, and HRH is cool. She's, and obviously it's been displayed that she has people gravitate to her for that reason. Her business hasn't suffered with her being canceled or people trying mm -hmm. to cancel her. So I think having someone like that go on a show and, and talk about this like canceling and these, and these like right-wing talking points, I think that it's good. And that's why I think she's been doing so well, even though she has been very political lately, mm -hmm. especially since COVID, she, like her, all of her content went mainly, I would say maybe like 50-50 political combined with her jewelry and other So know, that's topics. what her small business is? It's jewelry? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's online only, but her business has only done better since she became mm -hmm. more outspoken on things, which is a white pill. Yeah. It's definitely the thing is, deal. she was speaking out because her business was suffering under COVID lockdown policies. Yeah. yeah. She couldn't go to her own office. She had an office like in LA. Like the gym then, owners like, who spoke out. Once you get social media censorship, if you are selling something through the internet, mm -hmm. you're essentially getting your business Take. unfairly taken away from you. And that's a really big conversation to have because she said, like, I think she said she had five accounts with hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever taken down from Instagram for no reason. I remember the first time it happened, I was following her. She posted she was at a Larry Elder event. This was when he was like running yeah. for governor. And I remember the next day was when her account got deleted it's not she doesn't post you know inappropriate stuff yeah. she it, and it's just because of that so she's obviously being targeted by instagram which happens yeah and when you're a business owner that's that's literally the worst thing that can happen it's devastating, it's devastating. and and this, this is how they get you to stay in line because mm -hmm. if somebody tries doing that and risking a whole account they've built up being taken down where they get they get revenue from and that's how they sell their product or whatever 
it's it's really bad. So it's definitely a conversation to be had about how Instagram and those um, social media sites work in terms yeah. of their censorship and the real life consequences of it. I also seem to think that, or it seems uh, apparent to me that like a lot of the conservative women were doing better about speaking out during COVID. Like uh, there was a lot of really, really uh, good videos going out, at least on reels and on TikTok with mm -hmm. women speaking out. Very same common sense type stuff uh, against mask mandates, against these types of things. Especially I at like that. the PTA like, meeting. Yeah, stuff. well, yeah, stuff like but that. But also but, like we weren't allowed to stroll around Target and Home Goods and TJ Maxx in peace. Like and that's a big deal to women. It is days. a big deal. That's a really that exactly. So yeah, that's <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, one of my favorite things that Alex talks about is like when she gets on body positivity because it really is such a lie. Like all of these people are self-hating or liars. The skinny ones are lying. Yeah. Like when they make these what I eat in a day videos, they're all like, you know, intuitive eating, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're all liars. Yeah. They all are like on their Peloton for five hours a day when they don't show hey, you. Peloton is like the, like I, I had a couple of friends who got really into Peloton and like changed their life. Yeah. And that's yeah. cool. Like but that. like, would they go on Instagram and say like, you know, eat whatever junk food you want no, and no, like eat whatever you feel like you need. And like, no, they wouldn't, but it's disingenuous. And then all of the fat people in the fat positivity movement are just self-hating and don't want to admit that they I have the power to turn their lives around. Yeah. Do you think some of this is also like, like, like when we cover topics like this, like when we're critiquing people, I have a hard time with it. Like, like when we talk about individuals and specific stories, like this isn't really about a specific story. This is just about her general take on stuff. But like even on the previous one, it wasn't really about a certain incident with her, like with, with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was about uh, an overall take on the relationship. It's easier for me to critique people based on like a, a situation or an example. It's kind of what we do here. But for this, it's kind of like the idea is that she's pushing back and they're just judging her and taking her down because of what she says all the time. We're making a couple of comments here and there and she's suffering real world consequences. Yeah. I don't believe, you know, you can judge whether it's good to, to talk about stuff like this, but nobody's trying to get these people's business taken down. Nobody's trying to tell Aaron Taylor Johnson he can't act anymore exactly no one's trying right. to tell his wife that she can't direct movies anymore uh, I think there's a distinction to be made there yeah and that's why this is I would say it's, it's much more dire and, and again it's good to have someone talk about it because not many people are you know most people if they have a business online or they're yeah. an influencer online they're putting their career first which most people yeah. do money comes first so they're gonna preach the same bullshit and they're gonna say oh get your you know back when the vaccine was popular telling you to do that there was no one who was going to say what the rule even if they felt a certain way they don't care about making money so someone like alex doing this and she's gained a lot of attention and she makes money from her jewelry sales luckily but there's definitely consequences for it and it's really showing that this cancel culture it's not just like a meme it's not just like oh you're getting canceled like there's real consequences yeah. do you think she reaches an, an audience larger than than most people in that same sphere that she gets she reaches outside the realm of just conservatism yes that's yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. And you want like, to do that. Most yeah. of her audience, I think, is more just like apolitical and mostly yeah. younger women, yeah. which is definitely the demographic that the conservative movement has been trying and repeatedly failing to yeah. reach. Yeah. And all of these viral, like out of context clips of her have been everywhere online. And I, I just sh uh, sent you one of them so that we can like show something that isn't copyrighted. Like Dr. Phil is definitely gonna get us yes. copyrighted. But yeah. I, I just wanted you guys to like get a feel for oh what she God, does on her channel. Yeah. Energy wagon, so what? Like, shut up. Like what do you think I'm a like, gangbanger in a fucking white G-Wagon? Like shut up. Like what do you think I'm doing here? 
Okay, um, so I got harassed by a Nazi this morning. But he was so <laughs> loose in front. I like, legitimately thought I was going to see his like his testicles. <laughs> Look to, to me. There's a lot of genuine personality there like it's yeah. too unfiltered to not be genuine like it's not obviously like this is way outside the realm of anything that i would watch yeah. but it's yeah. so genuine that you can almost appreciate the lack of a filter like in a world where like i was talking to someone recently I said there's no such thing as a genuine photo anymore online because everyone takes the photo twice and everyone edits the photo. Fo- if, even if you don't edit it just the fact that you can look to see if it turned out right and then take the photo again there, there was a genuineness to photos back in the day because you got your one chance to take the photo and that's what it was so how you actually interpreted the experience was different Mm -hmm. it seems as if unless i'm uh, misinterpreting and she does these things a couple of times then she's just a really good actor because she's able to so so it's like i can appeal like i can appreciate that even if it's not the type of content that i would normally watch and she's been doing this for like over 10 years and i'm sure she's reaching a lot of people that way because uh one of the hardest things to do is come across genuine online Mm -hmm. right Right? and all of these people are commenting like she's so relatable she sounds like my inner voice yeah I mean, if if that's your inner voice, maybe, you know, try to work on that. But <laughs> I mean, I, I relate too. like yeah. that's me. Um, yeah. I, I also like that, you know, she promotes taking care of your appearance and caring about like doing things intentionally. But she's having smoking. intention behind. But she's smoking. But it's because she used to be fat. No, but she used to be fat. Like four years ago, she was definitely like 50, 60 pounds overweight. And that's why that's why it's great that she talks about it because it's not like she's a girl who's already skinny. Like she's struggled with her weight. So it's more genuine than when she says, I eat this yeah. many calories. This is what I had to do to lose weight. Yeah. It's coming from a real place because she had to go through it and deal with the struggles. It's not easy to, you know, lose 50 pounds. I would have to meet her in real life to, to know what she's like there to be able Let's to get pass HRH on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, she would come. She's she's been on like everything, so she would de- reach out to her. Yeah, DM why not? her. It's uh, it's it's just it's weird. Like to me, like for this type of, it comes across as real to me because maybe it's because it's so outside the realm of how I behave. Like I would never put myself out there like that. But maybe she did record this a couple of times, and like I don't I know. Doubt it. No, I don't know. it's all no. It's it really is. She just records on her phone, and then she just splices everything together and she posts like once or twice a week every single week. It's just week. like 30 minutes or more of like just unedited this is why, driving to work. This like. is why cancel culture will never go away though because you can't like, well we may we may find it endearing but the average person I think, I, I don't think that they will allow this message to, it doesn't come off the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I, I wanted to move on and talk about this uh, documentary that Pamela Anderson is making. It's going to go to Netflix at the end of the month. And she's doing this in partnership with Netflix. And I think that it's an attempt to respond to Pam and Tommy, which is the limited series that was on Hulu last year. Okay. And it focuses on the exposure of her sex tape, basically, and what it did to her career and... You know, obviously the culture was somewhat different back then where people reacted to those things a lot differently. The internet didn't exist. OnlyFans, I'm like, certainly didn't exist. Uh, so it this this limited series, Pam and Tommy, was made without her permission or her yeah. blessing or her approval. She's and she Broadway said now. that. Like, she, isn't really? she like doing Broadway now, I think? That's Seems cool. Yeah. She dated Julian Assange. 
Oh, oh that's did you awesome. know that? I didn't know yeah, that. She did. For how long? I don't know. I just remember. I, I it must have been like several that's months cool. at least. Yeah, <laughs> so kind of random. She was absolutely yeah. the epitome of beauty in her in her. She prime. is. I mean, she still looks amazing. She's, but she does. Yeah, I think this is interesting to talk about because it does just juxtapose how we were talking about bad baby doing OnlyFans. Like now, I think when we judge things, we see most like anything sexual or whatever is the people promote it themselves it's very rare like obviously we had like stuff being leaked before with celebrities but now we kind of see it as like a currency and people release it themselves but back then she was judged so harshly and trying to get it to not have it put out she yeah. wanted to get it off the internet she it was, she was judged so harshly based on something that was stolen from her and was private attempted to be, be kept private that no one else sees yeah. and she had she suffered real consequences because of that and she had no financial um you know benefit from it or anything it was she yeah. couldn't get it taken down and that was back then so it really does show how our views on sexuality have changed just because of only fans and and the norm trying to normalize it i mean but, even the fact that the conversation about this sex tape is still going on 30, in 2023 yeah. is really telling that like these days human psychology the human brain has not changed at all yeah. and these things do follow you afterwards it's it's not a consequence free thing to do yeah. of your own volition but yeah. even if it's done against your will it will follow you exactly how about the idea of getting these uh auto like these autobiographical documentaries made like think about madonna how she's There's going to so produ many she's going to produce the biopics yeah. i hate biopics madonna's going to produce her own and like she's going to be in charge of it so that so, so that a man can't be in charge of her story those were her words not mine we just yeah. need to end it's i hate by i i can i could do a whole like 30 minute Oh, discussion. go for it. Like, I hate what it. is it that you don't like about it? Because at all of this stuff that's happened, we have vi we have video of it, and most people are still alive. Yeah. So we just that's don't the problem need we have. It. It's, like, it's, it's like, unnecessary. Like we know this stuff happened. It's it, come up at least newer die before at least we die. make a movie yeah, about die. you. You know? Yeah. At least, or do a documentary, but like just it, it's it's just getting done I, I wish there was more original content like speaking about Definitely. the velma stuff it's like doing a scooby-doo whatever you're using like why isn't there anything new or creative it's or harder to market new stuff is that uh, what it's, it is? it's a lot of it's like like they could have easily made the horrible velma show under a new name and made the exact i mean there's almost no connection to these to the source material it, there's no scooby in it, in it anyways <laughs> like you could make a show with generically awful people being generically awful to one another and sold it and it wouldn't have gotten a quarter of the press because unfortunately right. it's got people like us who are falling for, you know, we fall into the trap of like, we talk yeah. about it because it's so bad and because it's relevant to the previous generation who loved the material that came before it, even though what we're watching now has no, not even a hint of the love that was shown for the, for the previous material. Right. right? And, and the fact that they moved Velma to be set in the present day instead of in the 60s, the 70s, like yeah. when it, this was created, at least with the 2000s, like what's new Scooby-Doo, that still had something reminiscent of it, but there's nothing recognizable as being part of this IP yeah. anymore. Like nothing. I don't know where they where they go with, with that, but for Pamela and Tommy, is there somebody whose autobiography you would want to see made into a... That's I a think Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith, like, if it was done right. Okay. I would love that. Yeah. Is this like a uniquely story. like? Is it only interesting to tell women's stories here? Are there are guys like it seems like all. I mean, the we had were, Elvis. Yeah, we, ha we have a lot of stories about men, and I just think women are more interesting. That I think could, I mean, more interesting. I mean, maybe women find women more interesting. Yeah, and maybe men, men more interesting. Go figure. Go figure. I, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of men that want. There's a Whitney Houston a, one that's out right now. Yeah. I couldn't be less interested in that though. Yeah. yeah. Just, 
Um, they're they're oversaturating the market with all of it's these violence. It's kind of like true sure. crime. It's kind of like true crime. True crime it, yeah. has kind of fallen into that category now. It's like we're it's still doing well though. Yeah, like, it's, Dahmer it's like, did incredibly well. Yeah, the, his uh, one of the victim's parents spoke out against the actor Evan Peters winning an award, winning a Golden Globe for his role in Dahmer. They were very upset about that. But yeah. like true crime is also very very different because. For me, I don't have any interest in true crime. Like I, like I understand where the pull for it comes, but even like, even when you do like when shows do like pull like ripped from the headlines, I almost like that better because really good ripped from the headlines can take the best at like not the best but the most interesting aspects of it and put it into characters that might be a little bit more uh, forward friendly for the television or the movie market, right? Mm. So it's like a lot of times one of the biggest problems people have is that they take a lot of liberties mm. when they tell mm -hmm. these stories. Yeah. I would rather you do rip from the headlines and even when it's bad, it's done really bad. But when it's done right, it means you can be creative as a writer and not be just passing off fiction as, uh, as nonfiction just for the sake of using a real person's name in it. Yeah. I mean, dramatized true crime, I can tolerate if if it's done right. Yeah. Um, but if it's just some YouTuber telling a story while they're like doing, doing a mukbang yeah. or doing their makeup, makeup like yeah. it's bad. no big deal. Hate that vibe. It's like, really bad. And I'm glad people are bringing it up because there's difference. Like there's some channels who do take it very seriously and they raise money. They really do it as an activist cause in, I mean, in entertaining. But some of them, they make jokes. It's just yeah. really inappropriate. It's very, like there's, there's been times like where we'll be going into like from one topic to another and I'm laughing because of something that's said in a previous topic and the new topic comes up and it's very serious and then you have to like, you look at Tone yourself. Switch. I'm editing yeah. and I'm like, oh, why was I making that fit? Like my face at that point. But I think we, we stay away from that for the most part, I think most of what we cover ends up being like. Uh, we I mean, try to, but be you're not silly profiting here. off of people's suffering. I mean, that's what they're honestly doing yeah. by making yeah. this story. And again, obviously, there's a place for it, but I just think that there needs it kind of needs to be okay. We need to, to get a handle on this and realize that this needs to be respected because it's a real story. It's not made up, and that's the difference. If you want to do stuff that's new, come up with a story. Come write a write a script for something that's never happened. Like that's what I, I wish there was more creativity in terms of these artistic fields. And maybe it's just because mm -hmm. of reality TV. And I think we perceive yeah. everything. The thing about TikTok, our lives are documented day, like second by second. Yeah. And I think that's how we have to, we're trying to start perceiving the past. And it's like, we don't have to, like things can happen. Maybe we don't know every detail, but that can exist yeah. as, as it was. We don't need a visual of, pa of Pamela Anderson and, and Tommy. Like we don't need the yeah. actors look like you know yeah. what I mean. That and might be a generational be, thing. There's it like, might be a generational thing. I think thing, there's yeah. there's probably plenty of of men and women from my generation and even like Gen X, probably more Gen X even even more than that. Like that have a, an interest in seeing something like this made. You know, the the housewife or the somebody's at home wants to watch something like this. I do think that there's a market for it there. I think it's a generational gap because you guys know the basic outline of like what happened, but the I don't think you could actually understand the cultural relevance that she had unless you lived through that era. Like she right. was uh, a, one of the quintessential definitions of a sex symbol Absolutely. at a time that had, you know, she kind of defined that whole, has anybody seen VIP? So no. Somebody in the chat will understand. I only like, knew about Baywatch. Or, or Bay, uh, yeah. Bay, Baywatch or uh, Barbed Wire. Like, yeah. there's like a lot of stuff that she was. She defined an era yeah. it, at a time when Hugh Hefner was a big deal. When all of this stuff was going on, it's like like we, we talk about. I mean, you guys talk about Paris Hilton. Like you've talked about Paris Hilton quite a bit. Like that's a whole other generation, a time period. She's kind of the the quintessential woman of her time in yeah. the way that. Paris Hilton ushered in the woman of the reality TV sure. era a couple of I years mean, later. I mean, Anna Nicole Smith.
Smith was also in that reality TV era of the the 2000s with a similar tragic ending. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, Pam Anderson, she's still alive. She's trying to tell her story still. But um, there's a lot of of tragedy involved in, like, being a sex symbol. Like, we just saw this new biopic about Marilyn Monroe with Mm -hmm. Anna DeArmas and... They're trying to capitalize on that there. Yeah, it's a, it's a trope, and it definitely it happens over and over again. And again, and it sucks for Pamela Anderson, but the diff- like I said, we we were either we were there or we have footage, and I don't know the biop. I don't know. My issue is just the movie dramatis dramaticus of it that's my that's why where I'm coming from with it but I, I get what you're saying like I totally understand that there's an there's an like interest in it like well, I get how, that how about the idea of time passing right so everything happens in a vacuum now and everything happens so quickly but what you're gonna have to think about is who are the influencers of your time and now think about they're not gonna be influencers forever they're gonna attempt to stay relevant so for mm. a long long time but who like who do you think would be the most quintessentially relevant influencer of your generation is Andrew Tate up there? Andrew I don't Tate even want, has blown I, up. Like, in terms of like longevity, I think that uh, Trisha Paytas is definitely going to be on the Internet Hall of Fame. Well, then, like in terms of her longevity and how definitely. she's how she's there's there's people who had their mark where it's like and her she's lasted a while, but they had their mark and yeah. it has gone. And I think it's so quick online too that back then the media was very narrow on what people were interested in. Like you had a few you know shows on TV and yeah. you had your kind of that mainstream thing, but now it's different niches. Like somebody, I'm not like into anime. Yeah, there, well, because there's no. Anime have these, whatever it might be. So it's all over the place. When there was only five channels in five cable networks, you were told what was relevant now. That is a far different world that we live in now. But t- let's take Trisha Paytas, right? So let's fast forward 25 25 years. She's not doing things on the internet now. Maybe at this point she's running businesses. Maybe she gets those businesses up and running that she was having trouble launching now. That interest will still be there for your generation because you're, first of all, she's going to come back into the to the picture. She's going to have her commentary on it. You're like, oh, I forgot about her. Like yeah. that interest will organically reappear and it will be interesting to see how they make biopics in like 20 years when everything's done online anyways. Everything's no. been like, done and shown. Yeah. I've talked about this. I believe that it's going to become like an anthropology it's gonna I think it's gonna be taught in school I think there's going to be people who go back into the internet from the late 90s to now and sort yeah. through it and really study it like I think this is going to be something that's studied profusely in the future like in 100 years like there's just so much there that it's, it's going to be a big deal and so these figures I think are going to be really important long term in terms of studying like psychology I really think it's going to get really deep and right now we don't think of it as deep it's like oh this is just social media for yeah. us but no, I think it's no, really going to be studied like extensively like mm-hmm. historic it's going to be like a historical I was talking yesterday about a friend of mine who's a teacher and was talking about how he believed like a uh, Partially social media, but in general, how he says there's a sense of isolation amongst in hopelessness amongst teens that is has to be tied to living consistently online all the time. All the expectations that come with that. Even the idea of like we were talking the other day about somebody we know who has got a pager and he doesn't have a cell phone. And I was like, how do people and, page him? And here's like the idea that <laughs> I was doing it. Yeah. The idea that um, he lives in a world where he doesn't have to get back to you right away. Mm. Where you don't have to feel anxiety every time your pot, you know, something rings in your pocket. And he's somebody who creates digital content. He creates digital content, but just doesn't carry a phone around with him. 
Like he, he creates his stuff, he puts it out, and then he puts out his next video, but he doesn't get extremely tied to the, you know, to the connection aspect of it. He just sees it as a way to portray his art or whatever he's making. So we're going to look back, and I think a lot of these early influencers are going to be seen as kind of the guinea pigs yeah. for, for the way things are. Like, like Shane Dawson, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's kind of fallen off the face oh, of the yeah. earth. Um, I he's haven't been checked up on him canceled. in a while. He's been successfully canceled. He kind of has, but he still has fans. Like, if he came back to YouTube, I think that a lot of them would just act like nothing ever happened. Think so? I don't know. Like, he, he tried a few times, but the thing is, it, he has such a huge following anyway, but I think he's tried to do, like, true crime stuff or whatever, and it yeah. really, the amount of views are so low that I think that's why now he just doesn't even do anything because it's not even worth it compared to how much he used to make online and mm -hmm. the amount of hate that he gets is just really bad. Even, okay, that's even something that I that, that's worth talking about. So to me, like there you get to a certain size on a platform where you just accept that you're going to be hurled vitriolic comments mm -hmm. at all times. Even if you're no, even if you're like mostly beloved, most people aren't designed to constantly be given input from hundreds of thousands of people. Right. Mm -hmm. So even if you're eighty percent loved, that's still you know if a million people love you, but that's still a hundred thousand people that hate you, and that's a lot of people. The mm -hmm. average person who's not constantly online, who doesn't build a platform, even if you just have your Facebook and you talk to your family and friends, we're not designed to constantly be critiqued, criticized, and insulted to your face. Like yeah. it, it's different. I think that like celebrities get used to it. I think celebrities build up and they detach. And I think that's, we could even say that they have a right to their, to their belief. Like we talk a lot about how celebrities never seem to respect their audience. Celebrities never seem to respect their fans. If I had to deal with hundreds of thousands of people telling me I'm awful, even if it's somebody that you don't like, right? there's a point where it scabs over and you just don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. And is it good for their business model? No, it's not. But I understand where that feeling comes from yeah. because as a human being, you're not built to be constantly criticized. No, we're not even built to know as many people as we know. Think about exactly. all the faces. I think for, I don't know, probably until the like the 1900s, most people only saw maybe or met maybe like 200 people in, in their, their whole life. life. Yeah, in their whole life. And... and like think about that and now we see you probably see 200 people just scrolling your phone all day you probably see that many those many, that many new faces let alone mm -hmm. interacting and communicating and projecting mm -hmm. to many people so our brains just aren't like what's happening how our brains are we're still functioning how we were t tens of thousands of years ago basically and it's and it's a, a, a bit of hubris for us to expect that this much could change this drastically and not have us affected exactly and it's like we're not functioning how we you know, yeah. at, at the right level. Does it and affect now, you? Does, does it affect, affect you? Uh, yeah, I think that, I think there's only so much you can get used to. And I think it depends on someone who's huge, you know, they might have to learn. But I think at the core, like, yeah, if, if somebody says something mean, you're going to focus on that. Yeah. And, and People say that they don't. I, I don't do. I, I don't believe I think it like I've had people tell me that it actually gets easier the bigger you get because eventually like Joe Rogan says he's like I just don't read the comments like that's he's so busy he's a businessman but there's like a certain size of your platform where you're big but you're not so big that you're not gonna at least look to see how people are talking about mm -hmm. you Joe Rogan you know he's it doesn't he doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. but you know for the for an influencer like uh, micro influencers that was a thing we covered a while yeah. back like, that's a thing like that almost seems like the worst place to be because you're big enough to get your brand deals mm -hmm. you're big enough to reach a ton of people but you're also going to get a corresponding amount of disdain from people and the, and the money you're making isn't really worth the worth it mm -hmm. oh, like, i mean when it comes to actual celebrities like a-listers and the way you say you know we see they 
disrespect or seem to have contempt for their audiences. Yeah. That's true. But at the same time, I think because they're showered with praise and ad- adulation so constantly as well, yeah. they, um, a- because a lot of them are narcissists. That's what I was going to get into. They hate that, themselves yeah. and then they, they don't respect themselves. Therefore, they don't respect anyone else who sees them in this idolized light. And I think that's that bringing up the narcissism a great point or whatever you want to call it. Those, a lot of people who become that successful and famous, they have a level of either sociop whatever it might be, there's whatever where it doesn't affect them. Like it, it, they're they're so it goes right over. It, yeah, it that goes they right don't over care. There. The the accolades they get professionally or money. It would be great to be that way. Well, they're on this constant seesaw of like hate and praise, hate praise, hate praise, and that's what they want. Yeah, and, you know? and, and they need attention, and in terms of like, so that those th- that kind of personality, and there's figures that are even online, like influencers who ha- definitely have that, whatever you want to call it, they have that perspective. That's why they're able to get so successful without folding, without getting the overwhelmed. Yeah, and stressed out. like I think a lot of people they just they get to a certain mm-hmm. point and they just give up. They're like, I can't take it anymore. I think like, that's like, a lot of people. Do you like, think that happened to Jenna Marbles? Yes, I think she's a real. I think she's a real person. I think she's a good person i think at a certain point it's just not worth it. i could never i could never do it like i could never like this is like as much as i can take like like subjecting your like the public like subjecting yourself to like the opinions of people judging every opinion you have like i love the work i love what we do but it's like i'm just such a private person mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm so guarded with most of of mm, my I feel. beliefs and my views that I, I don't know if I could actually handle it if the show grows past a certain... Like, I, I worry about that. Like, and that's something to consider. And these difference with celebrities is a lot of them, they were prepared to become a celebrity. They, you, most of them are related somehow. Yeah, so they were prepared. They're media and they're, trained and everything. And they're wealthy. They live in a gated community. They have people around them that will help them. For somebody who's trying to grow online, you don't have that. And you have all these psychos online, especially depending on the, the area you're in. Your whole family's getting doxxed. You're getting doxxed. Yeah. That's what you have to face. Like, this will happen to me. And most people, it's not worth it. Like they, it's just like I don't want to deal with be, being swatted, being doxxed, yeah. having associates of mine being called and harassed, my family, and that and and that's the something that impacts a lot of people and stops them from possibly getting to a point where they are making a lot of money online. Which is like it's like it's almost like trial by fire. You have to see if you can get past that point mm-hmm. to even get there. Like, does that, Mary? Do you think that's something? Does it bother you? Does it? Does it? Does the the pushback or anything? I don't know if that happens enough. Does it? I does mean, the it, back and forth is inherent to what we do. Yeah. I mean, maybe if this were structured differently, then it would feel more like one-sided. And, and yeah. if I didn't have the chance to actually have a back and forth with the audience, it would be more difficult when uh, we get pushback. But like, I, I like to think of it as a, a sort of at least the appearance of a conversation. Well, like just for me, it's like, like so much of like what, what we talk about, right? Like when, we, like when we're getting ready to do the show, everything like that, those conversations aren't always something that I would necessarily want to make public. You know, like what you what you talk about, what people don't want to admit this a lot of time, how you talk in private is not the same way you talk in public. Some people are more hyperbolic in like on a show or something mm. like that. They know how to turn it up to 11. Like I'm the opposite. I'm far more guarded because I don't like, you, at a certain point you have to just accept that you're going to be mis, you're going to be misrepresented yeah, exactly. and that people are going to take you out of context. You know, it's like they, they, they read what you say and they take the one thing that they could misinterpret and interpret it that way on purpose. So what you're saying is this, uh, like it's still shocking to me sometimes when like I'll like, I'll say something and the things that people, it's, it's kind of interesting because it talks about like, 
it speaks to like what we as a society value that I could say five things in one in one paragraph and I'm interested as to what people choose to focus on based on what their interests are. And it's like, then if five people reach out to you about five separate things, and I try to engage with as many people as possible, especially those that are kind, like you then having to justify that thing you explained or that thing you pointed out to like every single person. And then people, if you don't, then people get mad at you for not re, for not being engaging with them or not being, uh, relatable to your fans or something like that yeah like, people feel ob- they feel entitled to you and yeah. that's the problem that's that's the issue i want to reel it back to like our conversation regarding biopics mm-hmm. and like okay. all of these celebrity autobiographical documentaries and everything like the obsession with being able to tell the story like i'm gonna tell my story my way mm-hmm. that's exactly what velma said back by in the, the way day, wouldn't in the it pilot, feel like wouldn't it feel like back in the day that they would have said they can tell that story about me when i'm dead like they would have just yeah. accepted that it was like something was going to be done about them they wouldn't no, have been yeah, self, yeah. so self-indulgent mm-hmm. that they needed <laughs> right? to have it they well, didn't well, need to have it t- they didn't need to have it told i mean re- regarding alive. the elvis one at the very least like this man is dead and other people can tell his story for him. However, because it had because this movie had Priscilla's approval and even her involvement, I doubt that it was done with a lot of accuracy and honesty. Um, and also, like now we've seen Lisa Marie Presley has died. Also, that, oh yeah. Like that was yesterday. That's super sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she like died of uh, some medical emergency. Like I think it was a cardiac arrest. Um, but also like her son took his own life only a couple of years before that. There's a lot of tragedy in this family. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Priscilla is the only like survivor of Elvis that uh, you know was close to him. That was there, yeah. But at the same time, I think any any work that gets mm. her blessing and her approval is going to be warped and not accurate to reality. It's almost like better if they're not That's involved. why these celebrities need to like not involve themselves yeah, in then, these works that are about them because it's just poisonous for both parties. But then even the direct, then you have to worry about what the director's that, agenda a is. Like, Either way, yeah, like, it's going like, to be a narrative. It's always going to have a narrative to it, but, but the average person doesn't just want to watch a biography. They want to see the dramatized version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some people, it was really interesting. There's a there's a YouTuber and a, like an Instagram, she's a dancer that I follow that I really like her. Con- her name's Enola Better. She's like a, she's like a, she was like a backup dancer. Now she's a choreographer. And she's just got this like, infectiously like she's not american she's french canadian and she lives in america now and she just she seems so like kind like she if it's a persona it's a really good one but she she went to she directed like a shania twain video she got to go to the grammys all this stuff and she was at like the the premiere like the recent like party for elvis's birthday right oh, okay like that would just happened because they just had that mm-hmm. and the comments were just like half people that were like you go queen and the other half were like elvis was a a creep and and stuff like this and it's like why how could you go and do this and you could tell she just she doesn't know anything that happened with uh press I mean, yeah going to this party means you like endorse everything exactly that, 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 said. Did, every, that yeah. did everyone that ever went to see the that went to see baz lerman's elvis movie are they all signing off on what elvis did when he was younger yeah. to, to what's her name like priscilla, no, and other priscilla. Girls. yeah and, that's, and this is the problem too is like with this is the issue with the personal life thing and, and the biopics it's get so I don't know, in the weeds of somebody's personal life. It's like, we need to learn how like, separate the art from the artist. That's what has been done for a very long time. Like, yeah, all of these people have flaws. Everybody has flaws. And a lot of them are very bad. Yeah. 
but it's like okay are we going to harp on that what happened especially with Elvis so long ago the social standards were so different back then and people like, have a problem with that they don't like the idea that like I say this to Mary all the time like there'll be times where like we'll be talking about something crazy that happened and she'll say it and she'll sound like incredulous and I'm like it was the 90s like it wasn't even that long ago. I was like it was like 30 years ago yeah. but like we're not even talking the 90s we're talking way back when mm-hmm. right but it's like the world really was I don't know if it was different I imagine that there was just as much judgment from people but information wasn't so easily found mm-hmm. or passed sure. I didn't know anything about the Elvis thing until like this year I didn't know about any of that and until, how would you have known? Yeah, unless it, you're into it. Unless, unless, like unless you it love Elvis and you're going to. Yeah. to but we buy have to be educated on. about every person's scandals exactly. now, like what? whether they're dead or alive, no matter who they are. And it's just like, yeah. I'm exhausted and I don't care. I think that's the reason why so many people are unhappy these days. You're not allowed to just not be knowledgeable about something anymore. Yeah. You're not like I was. Yeah. I, what was I watching the other night? Where they're they're having this discussion and somebody says something kind of dumb and everyone points out to them that it's dumb, but they point it out in a way like, oh, you didn't know that. Like, oh, how did you not know that? Now you're actually looked at as like a bad person if yeah, you like do not have, failing. if you did not do 120,000% of the research on this one topic. Yeah, I mean, the saying is ignorance is bliss, Yeah, right? So it's, it's yeah. true. It's true. It's true. So you can be ignorant about things. It's okay. Like same with politics. Not every girl who's 20 years old needs to be politically informed. Like it's, you don't have to be. In fact, to it's be. better if they're not. It's better if they're not. <laughs> it, like, it really it is. Like, like, I feel that yeah. way. Like, yeah. like here it's like, like I'm happier not knowing, like I'm, I was more politically informed when I didn't work here because I had more time yeah. with my job and everything that I could, I could get free. I could watch videos while I was working. Yeah. Uh, and, and now I'm so busy with work that I just don't have that time mm-hmm. and I'm happier for it. I mean, the Hollywood stuff is still really gross a lot of the time yeah. and there's still plenty of stuff there that's not, that I don't like knowing about. And obviously there's a, a whole agenda there between what Hollywood's trying to do to American culture. But in general, it feels like the the political stuff is is worse to know about more often. Like, don't worry, I, I still watch videos. I still say somewhat informed, but maybe I just disconnected emotionally from it because you realize that so much doesn't change. Yeah, and it's for like sure. I, I would love to live in a world like we're kind of in the post truth era. Andrew Tate has proved to us that we're in the post truth era. There is no truth but power and misinformation and dis actually not even misinformation. Disinformation is the tactic of every side now. Like just finding out whether he was in jail was a chore. Yeah, because you go then to a comment section. And people acted like you failed by not knowing whether he was in jail not, still not, or like, not. Yeah, like, because everybody would be talking about like, no, he was released, and then they would go on about. People would strategically point out, oh no, it wasn't mis- misinformation. It wasn't disinformation. I just didn't know that he was swatted in April and is still in jail now. Half those people might be misinformed. The other half want to just muddy the waters how, yeah, and make yeah. it harder for you as a human being to be able to trust yourself with anything you learn on the internet i don't when i read stuff now i have to go back and double check to make sure that i actually read that i don't even i don't even double check anything anymore like i let the amalgamation of everyone's different takes about things inform me and if i end up you know not being correct about 
the facts of the matter like so be it yeah. what what's the worst that could happen from that and here like I, I it's not my job to be politically informed like it's my job as a citizen i guess to be as politically informed as you can be uh if you're voting but on the show like it's not my job to be politically informed about uh, like i don't need to know what ron DeSantis is doing though that comes up with florida i don't need to know yeah. what marjorie taylor green is doing i don't need to know i'm more what... interested in what's going on with kanye west yes yeah, yeah. anyways yeah so like who Spe- cares yeah. Speaking of Kanye yeah, West. Speaking of. Kanye West has been nominated for Image <laughs> Award from the NAACP. NAACP secretly based. That's what somebody said. Are they? Are they secretly based? Yeah. He, they, they I mean, they're like, care. hey, we're not the ADL. Yeah. Like, why, why are we supposed to care about your standards? They apparently don't care. And they're, they're nominating uh, him for an award. Best wow. hip hop song for City of Gods with Alicia Keys. Um, she seemed happy about this nomination. I just find it, it is funny. I find it ironic because like people are learning slowly that you can't just enforce a unanimous opinion of someone on every organization and individual. Like people are people who like Kanye are going to continue liking Kanye. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's not it's not up to you. Somebody got really uh, somebody laughed really hard. Oh, uh, Phil Phil laughed really hard when I said that I I listened to I went back and I listened to more Kanye now than I did before it yeah. happened. Not because that I, I agreed with anything he said, but just because I'm like, oh, I forgot. I freaking love his music. Exactly. And I yeah. went back and I listened to 808s and Heartbreaks, and then I went back and I listened to Graduation Day, and I'm like, holy crap, this is a vibe. I love this song. We can make it better. I love all this stuff. And like, but maybe and that's I don't because think you should feel bad. No. for doing that but also like, i think cares? like part of it is like we've like if i have to separate art from artists for everyone else i can separate it for him like right. if i if i have to listen to uh pedro pascal call everyone who didn't <laughs> vote for joe biden a nazi and still want to go see and still be going to see the last of us tv show to still watch the last of us tv show i can separate art from artists from something i actually like right. like kanye west music mm-hmm. right like Absolutely. if i get to and if we i have, have to, to do that anyway because all of these people, all performers are generally like maladjusted people. They're usually not good people, no. Not good people. They're not Mother Teresa's, no. They're not. Well, it's like, think about it. You separate art from artists for something you're eventually not even going to like, like watching The Last of Us, which is likely going to be a clown show. I, mean, I can at least separate we'll art from artists. Uh, yeah, well, no, <laughs> we'll give I it a we'll... chance to prove itself, of course. I mean, actually, it's probably good that we watch Velma beforehand because it will seem to like a cakewalk. To cleanse the walk. palate. Yeah, it will seem like a cake. <laughs> oh, I went, I went back. What did I rewatch? I watched, uh, I watched the original Blade as soon as it was done and I watched um, what was the other thing that I watched I watched two things last night and I can't remember what the second one was oh old episodes of the show Life because somebody got me watching that and there's all this great stuff in that show early on where the character that Sarah Shahi the character of Danny Reese finally starts to trust her partner I'm like look people conveying actual human emotion or at least trying to convey actual human emotion after watching that abomination that was Velma like I had to cleanse my palate with like something that was just kind of good it's like after you watch a scary movie, you have to watch, watch like SpongeBob before you go to bed. So like, feel yeah. better. It's yeah. uh, it's it is what it is. So yeah, Kanye West NAACP award. Does Trump still have his NAACP award? I think he won an NAACP. What did he win? He won like or no, he won like a Rosa Parks award or something like that. So the chat will know what I'm talking about. I don't know anything about like the he NAACP, he won some type but... of award. That was uh, that was for good works. For I'm googling go- it. Googling it right now. I'm, I'm yeah. We're fact checking. Pull that here. up, Jamie. I'm pulling. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, exactly. Jamie, pull okay, it. Okay, I'm on. I'm on a Reuters fact check. Ooh, they're they're double checking us here. Okay. 
Um, I'm, I'm reading this right now. The claim is partially false. Oh. He was a recipient of one of the inaugural Ellis Island Medals of that, Honor. That's what it was. And it was okay. acknowledgement of his German heritage and contributions to New York business and real estate world. So the award he, was not about racial justice. But it got, he got but, it with, um, what's her name? It should say in there. Um, I don't know. Shows the future president with Rosa Parks. So in the picture, he was with Rosa Parks, Muhammad Ali, Joe DiMaggio, and yep. some other oh. people. Rosa Parks, yeah, she, Rosa Parks so she also was, got the award. Uh, yeah. I want to point out in the in the chat, Dragon's Talon one thousand one says now Brett's take on the She Hulk is it was okay, definitely not as bad as Velma when before She Hulk was horrendous. No, I only got through the first twenty minutes of She Hulk because we didn't have to review it. Did you see Megan Stallion twerking? We, I watched the of course, of course. <laughs> like like they're I, obsessed with twerking. <laughs> these screenwriters, like yeah, I don't like, know what it is. We gave up. Like I gave up on She Hulk because I'm like I, I'm not I'm not forcing myself to watch something I'm gonna hate. But this time it was for a review. Like I'm not gonna watch it for fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna. There's too much out there that's good that I'm not going to sit through stuff that sucks just because it sucks. That's a different class of person that likes to watch stuff that's awful. Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. Let's go to super. We chats. got a, we got a couple there. Caper two X said, Brett, can we have Nina as the permanent Friday guest host? Aww, <laughs> she so makes sweet. Mary happy, and their banter is informed and entertaining. Have a great weekend. Uh, that's as long as we can make not every episode a for the girls episode, because I, I was a little bit lost okay. in some of the in some of the stuff. Today. <laughs> like I felt like I was in like a quilting circle. We've, we've got some male guests lined yeah. up for the future, the near future. So I would get excited for that. But yeah, we all love Nina oh, here. I, I felt like it, like when we were talking about that stuff, I felt like I was at a nail salon or a or a hair salon with you guys, like talking like You've the been emasculated. Like, well, no, like <laughs> doing, but like because it was like you know the gossip stuff. It's like it's like I was like with you guys like I'm reading the magazine you're in the chair next to me you're reading the magazine and we're talking about something you know we're soying you it, kind of a little bit kind of a little bit I, I'm gonna have to go eat steak as we have to go eat steak when we're done here we're gonna have to go eat steak when we're done Dragon Stalin 1001 said sorry Brett but if a guy is married to a woman where she is more than three years older than he is then he is probably a beta cuck misspelled for YouTube censors or male feminist that is not the normal throughout history. The the hyphening of the names says you're probably right. The producing two kids in two years says that he's clearly so he, so like, he has produced children. Yes. So that's another fact. So he's he has sex drive of some sort. Like, I mean, let's be real. That was probably IVF. The, the, it had know. to have been. Like it, that's <laughs> physiologically like. It's yeah. also funny to think like maybe he is like completely asexual. They got it done right. Like have you ever seen like. Um, I don't know if they did this in the Americans, but it's like a uh, Russian spy couple comes to America. They're, they have to be husband and wife, but they're not even attracted to each other. Mm -hmm. But they have to have sex so that they can have kids and blend into American culture. And then they stop having sex as soon as they have the kids because they, they finished that mission. It's like he got the kids he needed and then they just went, he went to flaccid. It's like being uh, a beard, you know? Yeah. It's like, like that. <laughs> that's, he's, yeah, he yeah. is. He, so he's her beard or she's his beard? Maybe it's, I, maybe this is like, I don't know, a business relationship. Maybe well, like, she's, helped, she's helped him in his career. He's maybe either something, I don't know what, and she's, you know, this director. I don't know how much accolades she she has. Or I mean, obviously she has some pull in Hollywood, yeah. and his career she's, is... She's got a career. Like she, She's not like a huge name director, but she's, she's definitely working consistently. So uh, but, you know, like it's also kind of interesting to me because when I think of it, I do think of the person like you guys instantly went to that she should have been more attractive. Yeah. <laughs> My mind instantly went the other way. Like, why would he 
settle for someone older if it wasn't for love no matter what. I mean, I think it would just be a consolation if she looked a little better. Like, think of the ladies that they put on MILF Manor and stuff. Like, they obviously, like, take care of themselves more. You see more attractive women at a, at a, at a Whole Foods in, like, a random city in America than this woman who's wealthy. She probably well, she has clearly, tens of millions of dollars. She, she, uh, she swept him off his feet with her amazing, uh, I don't even know what it'd be, her with, her feminine, with, her, know. with her feminine energy, I he, guess. He should like, have gone for Ann Coulter. She, like, <laughs> yeah, Ann Coulter Kelly. is the hot version Megan of Kelly. that woman. <sighs> Megan Kelly is, like, Kelly. Yeah, like, like, the same age. They <laughs> or one like, of, like, the real housewives. Any of the Real Housewives, for sure. <laughs> who, would, who, who, who of the Real Housewives? I don't like... Do you remember Jane? when we talked about Kelly Dodd? She's uh, from the OC one. Okay. Um, we talked about Kelly Dodd because she has Br- been like... Is Brandy Glanville a Real Housewife? Yes. I'm a guy. I don't know this. Yes. Like, Brandy Glanville's was, a Real yeah. Housewife. Okay. Like, go, go for Brandy Glanville. Go for... Yes. Who, who's the one that uh, that we were just talking about who threw away her Balenciaga? Oh, yeah, Brittany Aldean. Brittany Aldean. She's, she's smoking hot <laughs> stuff, so, like... A I, smoke I, show, if she, you will. She, I think, yeah, but I think she's pretty young. I, she's probably, By the way... She's probably his age. You have a, a celebrity doppelganger. I didn't, like, connect Do the I? dots. But Who? I need have to... you been told any, like, that you know of? There was this one girl named Dottie who's, like, a singer or something. Oh, Dodie. Dodie. And then I heard... I've gotten Penelope mm. Cruz. There's, nah. some pe- there's some Penelope Cruz You look there, like yeah. the girl that played Yennefer on The Witcher, but, like, after she became beautiful. Ah, yes! I'm Google- I don't know don't what that is. I need to Google it. So I after- don't know what her name is, but that actress... You look like her, like, after she, you know... Interesting. Okay, what's, what's what, the actress transformation? Um, Anya Sharata? Yeah, the picture it shows on Wikipedia isn't... She looks like you when she's in character. Oh, uh, okay. When yeah, she, oh, people look very different uh, in character as opposed Versus to... Versus out... Uh, yeah. You definitely look like her. Well, I just realized Thank that. you. I mean, she does look pretty after her, I guess... What is that? I don't even know what that show is. The it has oh, Henry Cavill. You. She's like a witch um, on there and she Did like, you end up liking it? Did you end up liking... Did you finish it? I was not impressed. I mean, I found it underwhelming for... I mean, it's just not my taste. And also the prose is like kind of beyond me. I don't I don't like shows that have that high prose because it's hard for me to follow. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the just same not way, like, super into fantasy in general. I like more like psychological drama. It's funny too because like when like, like... I still remember Game of Thrones. Like I kind of checked out right away when Sean Bean dies. Like it's yeah. like... It's that... That's the... Just not the lingo for me. We suffered through... Maybe we, we got our muscling up to suffer through stuff because we sat through Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Like, that was we, like a, an extreme but, example. But even that wasn't that bad right off the bat. Like the, it, it didn't get bad till sure. episode three. Like it, when it started to really go downhill. Or like you're still kind of like, oh, we'll give it a chance. Maybe it'll get better. It definitely did not get mm-hmm. better. It did not get better. AS said, do a biopic on Nikocado Avocado. Also, please stop saying the word vibe. I won't stop saying the word no. vibe. But, but that would be an interesting one. I'm here one. for that because <laughs> he was like adopted. Like he actually has an, he used to be a professional violin player in New York City. Yes. He was vegan. He lived in like South America I with his I followed him when he was vegan. You yeah. Because t- I was on like the vegan YouTube pipeline. Wow. The vegan YouTube pipeline. So you're pipeline. like an OG Nikocado fan or Back when he like, like actually was vegan. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Wait, what? Go ahead. What were you going to say? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was, I was like, uh, I have no idea who that is. Oh, the, he's like this mukbang YouTuber that kind of like has gone off the rails. I don't know how to explain it. Oh, he's vibe, just, vibe. Oh, that's to say, vibe is such like a like it's such a 
your your age, your your generation, but it's like it's one that I picked up. And my favorite is like there's a guy who would, every time I would say let's go, he would say that's cringe in the comments. You go to every single <laughs> video to say that, and I I appreciate that. I appreciate the hard work of going in to kind of trash me like on every video. The dedication of the like it's like, it's like well I'm like like for me when I when I don't like something I just kind of make fun of them to myself. And then let's go on about my day. So I can appreciate somebody who's like takes the time to hate me in every video. I don't like it. It, it still hurts inside. You're very metered and nice. I don't know how someone would hate you. Uh, I mean, some people are just not nice. Some, yeah. Some people just are just not Picked kind. a random target. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, we are very close to a second crisis party. I want a second crisis let's party. Go. Let's go. I think we already let's made go. it. See, like that's let's go. Then I say that. Now they're going to comment. He's going to he's going to appear in this comment the section. The crisis party <laughs> is such a vibe. Yeah, the, the, the crisis party is such a vibe. Um, but they, they <laughs> don't like that but the thing is is uh that was just a big thing here at one point and you can't always make language go away like just because you start with something you can't make it go away (laughs) corn pop sent us a little popcorn emoji Uh, thank you thank you is corn Corn pop under a different name we don't get a lot from corn pop these days um he just really likes spamming the chat with things like messages that don't make sense um I love and it. like the eye emojis and the question marks I also love that in the chat they're they're literally having their own discussion all like, the time like it's the, completely yeah. unrelated like sometimes I'll reference the chat and they'll be like leave us alone yeah like, 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 <laughs> like we're, we're stop busy. looking <laughs> we're busy here like why are you bothering Excuse us me. like I kind of love it Porco Rosso Forever said, if you search Illuminati on Chrome YouTube, the first results are multiple ads that say join the Illuminati and link to websites. How many super chats for Brett and Mary to join? Dude. I'm, I think they would want you, isn't it? Males only. Yeah. The Freemasons. Like sexist. Free- very sexist, guys. So like, sexist. Where are the feminist Illuminati Eventually, chapters? someday, we'll get like the all-female Illuminati movie. Like, <laughs> we'll get the Ghostbusters yeah. 2016 Illuminati movie starring Anya Taylor-Joy and Emily Blunt. And uh, who else? Kiki Palmer will be in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer, is yeah. Oh, I listed good actors. Like, I was trying... Oh. At first, I was trying to list good actors. Not necessarily... Uh, so then we'll have to get, like... Um, Kate Hudson's good. We could get. We, we need to fat. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Kiki is Kiki Palmer. Kiki she's Palmer. pregnant. She's pregnant. Okay. She's yeah. uh, pregnant. <laughs> who, who, who we could get? Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Totally. You just get her in there. Florence Pugh, since she won't lose weight for any role. Yeah, she's like, I will not lose. Like, well, which has nothing to do. She she had a thing where like she got criticized for wearing like a sheer blouse. To uh, to an but event. then she went all like 2015 yeah. free the nipple about it, and uh, I was like, okay, it's not that deep. It's not that deep. No, yeah. <laughs> no one cares about nipples anymore. Uh, in the chat, he says, "Bust a cap, yeah, bust a cap." Uh, says we are solving a we are solving crisis around the world. Important stuff in the chat here, Brett. Unlike your silly pop culture show, it's top secret. It's very it's very top secret. But actually, what it is is we are just secretly providing you the space to solve all those problems. That's where the crisis and pop culture crisis comes from. It's not from us. It's from you guys. We love. <laughs> You guys, right? These problems. Mike Bullen said, "Mary and Zernu have the vibe." Yeah. <laughs> See that you can't get away from vibe. There it is. It's back. It's. Uh, do you say anything else? Like, what are what are your other go to phrases? Do you think? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure the one are. to know. Everyone's got them. They just don't always realize you, you it. Just, yeah, they're just so like, Do you part know, of the vernacular. Brad? We talk for literally hours, hours a week. Day. Yeah, like, you should know each yeah. other like very, very uh, well. But yeah, but I'm just wondering if you're if people are conscious of it. Like, because even like, I don't feel like I say let's go all that Only much. on the show. Only on the show. Well, Thank bro- you. <laughs> Carter. Wow. Low bois. Well, me- medium bois. Medium bois. It's mid bois. Mid bois. <laughs> Not Ellen Rogers said, my mom gave birth to my brother at 36 without IVF or complications. 
does the bitterness here stem from a failure to produce children of your own? I mean, 36 and 42 is a big, big difference. Big difference. 36 big and 45 is an astronomical difference. Astronomical. I absolutely applaud any woman who has a child naturally at an age like like above 35 because it's a difficult thing to do and I'm I'm not bitter about it at all I'm just saying like there's no way that you're getting naturally pregnant at 45 unless you are a like complete statistical anomaly and you're very healthy and you're very healthy like well that's I mean that could be like she could be a very healthy eater like you like you're judging it based on pictures I I don't know like it's she could have been I also looked I looked on her IMDB sometimes they'll list that they had children and then they'll say with uh, with the help of this because it'll be public knowledge Mm. I did not see that I don't think she's that relevant where it's like it's not like the Kardashians or something we're very public about you doing it having a surrogate or whatever process they use we talk about that all the time the surrogacy thing in Hollywood and like Mm-hmm. The, they want to have kids, but not actually. It's incredibly creepy that it's just the default state I for hate, that I for having children. I'm, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of. I'm yeah. not a fan of it. Yep. But anyway, yep. on the same subject of like celebrities getting made fun for their looks, I just saw this tweet earlier talking about Anya Taylor Joy, and uh, they were like, "It's so." Uh, hard to believe in the menu when the, she's like playing this character that's from the Midwest, like not with that b- bone structure or whatever. And I was just like, okay, first of all, you're acting like a phrenologist, but also <laughs> like, why are these people so hateful toward like the flyover states, yeah. so called? Yeah, I mean, like, I why the... do they hate Middle America they do. so much? Because what did they there. ever do? Exactly, you know, they watched hundreds of movies in which people from the Midwest are portrayed as bumbling idiots who hate gay people. Yeah, exactly. And don't I like, mean, that's the South, too. That's right? the, yeah, yeah, but uh, the other thing is, like, I love that stuff. For instance, the example I always give is the reason I love the movie The World Is Not Enough is because Denise Richards plays the world's mo- least, least believable nuclear physicist because it's Denise Richards, and you're like, I would love to go... To the uh, to the place where that's what the nuclear physicists yeah. look like. <laughs> Sign me up for the those scientists. Or uh, have you ever seen the memes about like uh, there's like a uh, a male porn star named Johnny Sins, and they always feel like he went to the moon and he's a doctor and he's a cop and he's like uh, it's, it's like the idea that actors can be anything and he's like this really good looking dude who's uh who's uh, been he's like a porn star but they pretend like he's been a cop and they they put his picture. <laughs> no, I think you're mis- I think you're misunderstanding. I think it's because the, of the scenes he's done. It's because the scenes no I no I, I get I, oh, I get. I that, but, maybe I'm, I'm not like, getting but it. like with, with with actors, it's something. It's like they're all going to be generally good looking. Like back, yeah, at least back that's why then. there are so many celebrity lookalikes. Yes, like, exactly because the, the way they look, they have the they have the they bone have the structure look. that and is attractive. It's why I don't eyes. like it when they when they make superheroes ugly because a superhero is supposed to be the epitome of humanity. That's yeah. what you want everyone to look like. The guys want to be James Bond. The girls want to be with James Bond. Like you were saying earlier, yeah. you don't think he's going to be he's hot enough to play James Bond, and he's he is toxic masculinity it's not even just hotness but it's something intangible that he doesn't have well i mean that in fact i mean it's like what is it uh the golden the golden ratio meaning they have perfectly like level bone structure not not even looks not even. oh you mean just like literally literally yeah like an it factor that you just can't and there's um, different kinds that's another thing too there's different kinds of energy that are attractive in different ways and that's why people get typecast as a certain thing because they have a certain energy that we we uh understand and can recognize they will study pete davidson's girl pulling game for years his riz it's it's actually very understandable if you get into it it's because he is 
borderline personality disorder and he gets hot women because like we were talking about earlier with Megan Fox and, and Emily Ratajkowski they think that they need to be recognized for their brains yeah. and he, what he does is he pulls into oh I see it's you for bombing. more it's love bombing and I see you I, you're not just beautiful you're this you're this you're this and he, and he pulls on that but he's not even that good at pretending to be that he tattoos faces he's clearly confrontational with people like I, I don't know if I buy but that with women I don't know I guess, I guess with the way yeah he was being confrontational to Kanye West there he wasn't being confrontational towards the women also like didn't she she's already left him and she's with eric andre she's with the seagram heir like yeah. the the inheritor of uh the seagram wealth that water company she will always like, like it's also like I, I joke a lot about the wall but like a, a woman like emily radikowski will always land on her feet she will yeah like it's, it's the it's the ones who aren't who haven't reached that level of fame before that age that have to worry about stuff like or that. people who just aren't that i mean like if you're not that attractive like it's go, like if, even if you're at your peak and you're not that attractive like it's unless you get plastic surgery like it's just gonna go down that is something i want to ask you about like do, do you think that's going to change the way like the male female dynamic is because we talked a lot about look look Women are cherished for their beauty and mm-hmm. the ability to provide children. Beauty at an early age fades as you get older. For men, you start out undesirable, poor, broke, and you, in a lot of times, Grind. you grow in, but you grow into your face. Like, yeah. look at those pictures. You could say Aaron Taylor Johnson isn't good, isn't handsome enough to be James Bond now, but he's grown into his face more than he looked when he was 17 or 18, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, as women now are able to artificially change what they look like, is that going to change the way we view male-female dynamics down the line? Because the pregnancy thing can't change. You cannot change whether someone's able to give you kids uh, at an you know to a, a later age without things like IVF, and then you get into the idea is will the guy want to have kids through surrogacy, things like that. This all that will all change, but the ability to artificially change what a woman looks like is going to probably on some level change the relationship between men and women for a certain class that can afford it. I think the difference is I think natural beauty will always be first. Yeah. I think those that will always be the top. But in terms of the middle, there's a lot more room where you can wiggle yeah. up based on the plastic surgery. So I think plastic surgery is becoming more normalized. Most people with an av- very average wage can afford a rhinoplasty, whatever filler, whatever they need to do. And it does. It will bump you up. And I don't know how men perceive it because men are different. Some women or some men say, oh, I, I would never date a girl who had plastic surgery. I always I, think that they're know. like, it's like, a that's weird guy virtue signaling. Uh, yeah. It, it's, like it's, they definitely would. Like, yeah. like, like when, when guys tell me like, like, it's kind of like what Dane will talk about with AOC or with Brie Larson. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, they're, they're lying. When they say they wouldn't be with this person, they're, they're lying. They're lying. They, okay. At the very least, maybe they wouldn't date them because they don't like them as a person. But if you're telling me that you wouldn't do Brie Larson I don't at the end of the day you wouldn't date Brie Larson because Brie Larson wouldn't date you but that's that's not what that's not the point here the point is like if the the opportunity was there like would they they're like oh I wouldn't touch her with a 10 foot pole I'm like yes you would you might not like her you might not date her but male sexual uh, biological drive is not the same thing as liking a person we've all seen that I mean I, I just don't think that plastic surgery is that effective like it's botched so easily and so frequently, yeah. that especially if you at can the lower clock price range. It very quickly, if someone overdoes if it even slightly, like yeah. if and one thing yeah. goes wrong, and that's the difference is when people have it done well, you don't know. You can't tell if someone has had a nose job if it unless you knew them before. It's like CGI. It's, done, it's like with anything. If it's done right, you, you don't, don't notice, notice it. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The yeah. best. The best CGI is the CGI you don't notice. Yeah. Meaning like, uh, so like somebody was explaining to me this thing really good, like this one time where they did a scene where they had to film a 
like in a lot which would normally have been filmed out on a street meaning like usually this program that I was watching they prefer to do stuff on location right they don't like to use back lots because if you watch enough TV like streets that are done on, in a studio are the fakest looking thing in the world mm. I mean like you'll see like in old episodes did you ever watch Bones? No. Like the, the the they have these backlot scenes where it's like there's like steam coming up from the from the grates. It's not real. It's not a real street. The they're, roads are always slick. The, yes, you know. there's always water. And yeah. then like the the uh, the CSI shows used to do that. They would where, when they would have to go on location, they would shower the street yeah. with water because it's a visual cue to go from one to the other. But they would in this street scene where they had to do it, they had to put CGI stars in the background. And the most impressive thing about it was they put CGI breath that you couldn't tell was fake, and they put stars mm. in the background that you didn't realize weren't there. Mm. That's the simple stuff. That's not what you think of when you think of CGI. You yeah. think of galaxies being created for You uh, think Ant of Ant-Man Ant Quantumania. Yeah. yeah, you don't think of just adding an effect here or there, adding layers to something. So like plastic surgery, the best is the stuff that you don't actually notice is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Waffle Sensei said, crisis parties are such a vibe. They bust and bust and for real. No cap. It's such a snack. I've never said any of those such phrases not ironically. I, I don't think I've ever used bussin. Like, I feel I'm like sure if a guy have. says, but no, if a guy says bussin, <laughs> his hair needs to curl and immediately. My go hair into just like, starts to automatically perm. Itself. Yeah, it, it perms and you get like the undercut that you should put, never. You, you just have AirPods all dude, of a sudden. The, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, there needs to be a study done to understand how people with curly hair fell into the fade it yeah. doesn't like I still remember a video from like 2012 where a dude makes he goes you look like a chia pet it was a guy <laughs> with curly hair he goes I can't do this haircut because I look like a chia pet the uh, the Durag and like waves meme that yeah. like yeah. people put on like Trump and everybody yeah that was hilarious I want that to make a comeback it was hilarious caper2x said Woo! thank you oh. Thank you, guys. <laughs> anyway, Caper2x said, love you, Brett. Bring back, but bring back Nina. Aww, there we go. Yes. So nice to and Corey Anderson said, Nina looks like Amy Winehouse. Before we, That's uh, true. Actually, That's before funny. we move on, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to find it. There's an actress that uh, I'm going to show you that looks like Another her. one? Yeah, oh, that, wow. that looks like. I still think the, the girl that played Yennefer was. That's an interesting. Again, I it's I Pretty actually close. really never get people I look like, so it's like interesting hearing that. Cause it's like how are people perceive you? It's like oh okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find this one. Um, and corn pop, I'm not reading that. Of course not. Okay. Uh, Airtes OO, thank you for the big super chat. He said, I think that's why VTubers have become popular. All of the anonymity and no need to let anyone know who you are. On another note, I hate the fact that that. At first, I ironically started saying vibe or sheesh, and now it won't stop. You can't stop it once it starts. This was the lady I thought looked like Amy Winehouse, Tanya Raymond. Tanya Raymond? Let me, hold on, I'm going to... Show uh, her on the screen. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. Who it is it? Wait, what's her name? Well, Amy, Amy Winehouse does look like Nina, but Nina doesn't look like that actress. Yeah. Oh, uh, Okay. I thought she she looked like her at least the first time I saw her Tanya Raymond she's a 
Yeah. She's been, she's one of those actresses. It was this it was like these photos, like when she's on like a, a red carpet mm-hmm. that I thought that she looked like her. Just yeah. me. Bobcat said, don't believe the conspiracy theories. This show is pre-taped. Wouldn't that be interesting? Like, you're like, I'm, I'm actually responding to the chat. I mean, we could in the future. Like, we, we could, could time if we wanted to, right? Like, uh, like, somehow we will figure out how to do that. Like, it would take the anxiety away. It would be a lot easier to not have well, to. Well, we used to do pre-recorded shows, but then yeah. found that, like, going live was really good for the channel. So I think live is better. It's, uh, it's more interactive. It is definitely more interactive. Like, it's, it's harder because, like, like if you're, if you want to pay attention to the chat and see the way the conversation is going you definitely are going to have your takes critiqued by people from time to time you got it you got to be okay with that luckily like our chat is pretty like even when they disagree with you they're disagreeing with you in a very cordial way like this is not the most uh this this is a very not toxic environment so for you guys chat thank you so much for that we appreciate that biddy beastly said claire bronfram heir to the seagram's empire got caught up in uh uh, I I don't know. Uh, oh, the the the, the 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 cult. Is it, what is it? Nick's. Uh, what's I? Oh, uh, the Nick's XM or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that like that was like trafficking, branding women. The chick, oh. the girl from um, yeah. Smallville or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then now Imrata is dating her brother. Wow. Weird. All of these celebrities are. They're all connected. Yeah. You Entangled get the Day. You gotta get the meme, like with the with the cigarette and the meme. Yeah. yeah. Rhaegar Targaryen said, "What What do you know about Castlevania on Netflix, Brett? I hear there is a rumor of a new spinoff as well. Also, just saw Shin Ultraman. It was awesome. I didn't watch it. I know that it is pop, possibly the most highly regarded of the Netflix animation series, and proof that you can make." adaptions of video games well i know arcane is loved too but those are the ones that are considered to be amongst the most highly regarded of them castlevania was more kind of my brother's bag as as far as castlevania and Mega Man. i got into video games a little bit later uh on my brother's original nes i was playing more like blades of steel i, I did play some castlevania i did play double Dra- uh um ninja gaiden and stuff like that but in general i was pretty young at that time so those subcultures guys like people like a lot of times like they want your take on these subcultures like they'll ask like what do you think about power rangers what do you think about pokemon these are things that have like massive followings their own lore and people that love it like i don't like i don't want to comment on stuff that i'm not 100 percent invested in so it's uh we're gonna we're gonna watch the last of us we're gonna move on but yeah uh, i didn't watch castlevania perhaps i will i will check it out i know that that show is very highly regarded mm-hmm. dragon style in 1001 said Brett man sues wife after she gives him ugly baby New York Post when he picked his wife after she had plastic surgery. I had not seen that. That's really interesting. <laughs> He's like, how oh, false not, advertising, lady. Oh, you can't say that about your own baby. That's, yeah, that's that's cool. you're supposed to think that your own baby is cute no matter what. Yeah, well, uh, that's okay. That's another part of like cynical social media that I hate. Like, I really do. Like, I, I was trying to think about. Like, I started keeping a list for a while of like all the things that annoy me. And then I deleted it because I realized it was just like, it, it's one thing to let it come by every once in a while and be annoyed. It's another thing to categorize, collate, and keep a list. But one of the things that I hate is this system is like, can we stop pretending that all babies are adorable? I'm like, even if you think that's true, shut the up yeah it's like, a baby like, like you're gonna bully a baby like why do you like like why why would you need <laughs> to put that out there it's like i hate the cynicism for the sake of cynicism mm-hmm. like yeah. it's just i can't do it yeah 
Mr. X said, bring Nina on again. Aww. Love her vibe. Well, we uh, every time. We all do. No, we will be writing this down. We will put it in the in the notebook when we're, we're keeping our list of guests. Yeah, we're already like doing repeat guests mm -hmm. because, you know, it's it's a cool collaboration to have with people. Mm -hmm. High Voltage 75 said live show def more a vibe than pre-taped. Well, also, we didn't we didn't have like full video of the of the live of the pre-taped show. What we did is when we're done with these episodes, we cut the segments up and yeah. release them. Back then, we would just record it as a full show, cut the segments up and release them. There was no full-length video of yeah. the of the not of the pre-taped uh, version just the audio version so if people uh, wanted to listen but i definitely have like it's more there's more anxiety but it's a hell of a lot more fun to do the live version mm -hmm. i think it's better yep. yeah definitely because yeah if you if you watch it back you might want to like stop you might be like i need to get that out of there it's better yeah. if it's live you can't censor oh anything. well yeah there's a certain amount of well that's out there now there's nothing i can like i still have uh, i have a lot of like um, fatalism too. i have i have a lot of like weird fears like for instance uh, I do worry that one day I'm just going to say something awful for no reason. Like, like your are You're just going to blurt out a slur. Yeah. Like, like, Tourette's. But like, you're going to develop Tourette's all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, like one of mine is uh, the chat. I love this. Like, I still imagine that one day I'm going to walk into the IRL studio while they're in the middle of an episode. Haven't go, you had a nightmare about yes, this? Yes. Like, I'm going to go because there's a, like, a, the, like there's like a, like a refrigerator in there with stuff. Like, I'm going to walk in there, not paint, like looking at my phone to go get something from the fridge. And I'm going to, like, get something from the fridge and I'm going to look over and everyone in their seats at IRL is going to turn and look at me. I mean, it's not even realistic because it's completely as soon as you open the door, if that happened, you would realize that they're that they're live, right? And you would just walk away. Yeah. But, it, uh, that's that's a, that's an ongoing fear that I, I have. I mean, maybe you should just do it and get over your fear. Can, just do yeah. it and get it over with? Like, what's the worst that could happen? Just, like, just yeah. walk in tonight and grab something from the fridge and walk out like nothing like, ever happened. They like, can't do anything about it. I've, uh, I've gotten that look from Tim before, so, like, it's... It's, it's possible like when I when I like hit the when? ceiling we were okay I will tell this story we we were we were playing <laughs> we, we were skating and playing basketball down in the mini ramp and if you if you guys have watched the vlog or anything like that uh, the ceiling lights there have like um, wires protecting them so that stuff it used to be a batting cage down there I guess when the previous owners were down there and he, he told this story about how like somebody like hit one of the lights so you don't want to do that because it could make the light shatter because the bulb shatter and then they have to clean it up all off the ramp. And literally the next thing that I did was throw the ball and hit one of the lights. And the look he gave me was exactly the look I deserved to get because it was such a stupid <laughs> thing to do. But it was like absolutely like good one, Brett. Nice Top, going. Very, very good. Smooth mm. move. Yeah. Not Alan Rogers said stop watching anime. You don't need to tell us. We, we don't we, watch anime. Yeah, we agree with you. Caper2x said, latest, Ezra Miller got a fine and probation. No jail time for the kid diddler. Uh, we'll oh, sorry. Save that sorry. For Monday. Accused kid diddler or, or al it's, uh, alleged it's kid alleged. diddler. Yes. Uh, uh, alleged child creeper, Ezra Miller. It's, <laughs> it's funny, too, because I recently. Menace. Just a menace. I started rewatching, <laughs> yes. like, I, I watched, I rewatched Royal Pains recently, and he is, he's in those first few episodes. He's so young. He's like a teenager in that one. And he just looks like such a, such a bright charming, eyed, bright eyed. <laughs> I like the cut of his jib. He looked like yeah. he was going places in life. Little did you know he was going to grow his hair out do the weird thing with his fingers and become a weirdo he's like that doing like, this like stop like you're not cool like you don't yeah he's like Who he's, he's like, like be cooler if he was if he just did like west side connection like he's west literally back, the back person who is like i wear eyeshadow so i'm non-binary yeah just i'm not normal <laughs> and i don't want to be normal he's literally be normal. like that riverdale scene <laughs> 
Terrence Rice said vibe. Vibe. Rhaegar Targaryen said, never mind, not Alan Rogers. Watch all the anime. Yep. I don't know. We've got a big split in the and audience. People who like anime, people who don't. And now it feels like uh, like some people want us to review the video, anime. the 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 cringe video where the girl, the guy's like, "Do you watch Marvel movies?" We talked about this the other day. He's like, "Do you, do you like Marvel movies?" And she's like, "I don't know. Like, I'm just not really into anime, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll look he's, into it." He's like, "It's not anime." It's not anime. It's, it's superheroes, and they just like go around the world like saving people. You and can't it, not no, like Marvel. But here's the thing. I like I feel for that guy because I, I feel don't. Like, I feel no. Here's the thing: this guy was being set up. Like that guy's like that guy's being set. Up. Is it dorky? Yes, but I, I love that people have stuff that they love. You're on a dating show, of course. You're being set up. You're allowed to love stuff, even if even if Caper Two X and the rest of the Marvel fanboys is a little bit culty for me. You're allowed to love the stuff you love. I have a passionate opinion about this. Okay. okay as a woman, we have our interests, right? Mm-hmm. Like Mary and I, we like getting our nails done. We mm-hmm. could probably talk to each other about getting our nails done. We have like getting our hair, whatever. We have these topics. We're into fashion. When we go on a date with a man, we don't open talking about our interests that we know that the man will not care about. Right? Yeah. But men expect us to be interested. Like Maybe after you start dating, but, because, but not on like a first date. But that is because Disney has spent the last 10 years marketing Marvel to women, not to men. So he but it's probably still not felt, working. It's not, I mean, they're trying and failing. <laughs> but I'm saying he probably feels, uh, judging by online content and the way things are marketed, that it's actually more interesting to women than it is. I just because he's I not hate interacting. The whole, like you can't not like blank. That is thing. dorky. That is or you yeah. can't like blank thing. Like let me be me and and like what I like. Okay, I hate that verbiage. High voltage seventy five said because of PCC I have a bad case of vibes. I don't even want to know what that is, but it sounds venereal. Just don't send any <laughs> any pictures, please. Thousand foot deep end said I've always enjoyed the show, but live PCC over pre-recorded PCC because we can create hostage crises. <laughs> That's kind of what's going on right now. We're in a bit of a hostage crisis. Yeah. Oh, um, there's one there's one more there. It's catching up. We are we're Okay. We, yes, a hostage crisis is when they they keep us here by virtue of super chat. They're literally uh, I think we might have li- just reached 4. They they're literally uh not quite uh, We're not quite at 4 crisis I'm going to donate but we're if, it, if I have to. We I'm not I'm not allowing it to end at like You can't it. do that. That's cheating. I, I once heard so the was the, the the most profound thing that someone ever said to me. This is where my brain is kind of like HRH. Somebody's like an orgasm can never come too late. <laughs> Jeez. Like that's. A, I don't want like, you to liken the crisis party to that. Uh, it's like uh, they're they're also talking about how I'm cringe and how they missed Brett cringe. I'm I'm very cringy. That's that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, there's one more there, but uh, yes. I'm hoping okay. that somebody actually puts us over for four. Air Tez OO said, "Watch anime. Don't watch anime. Have a good day." That's what I'm saying. Like, do your own thing. Well, but thank you for the big super chat again. Thank you. Shout live and let live. You. Live and let live. That is, that is what it's <laughs> all about. We got the libertarian v- That's vibes Mary, happening. Mary makes fun of me for my, like, I'll never, I'm never going to be so dorky as to be like a big L libertarian registered party or anything like that. But I'm I'm the quintessential, like, not on my, lo- you know, just get off my lawn and just as, as long as you're not hurting other people, mm-hmm. leave. I don't care. Like, I don't Yeah, care. but I'm like... Authoritarian PCC is Mary. CCP backwards. Yes. <laughs> like I, I'm like I want the gay people to be able to grow weed on their uh, on their holding farm guns. With, uh, holding with guns. their I'm lesbian liter- sister. I'm literally Come that. On. I'm literally that person. And Mary's like, oh my god, that's generational so differences. It happening. definitely is. Yeah. Well, that just proves that we're going more towards authoritarianism and not towards liberty and freedom. <laughs> Where's Luke when you need him right now to talk about liberty? 
Liberty. Thousand foot deep end said y'all are in your heist hostage crisis era. That's that's, that's one thing term. I do say often. I say like I'm era. in my whatever era. Yeah. That even that is like outdated. that's literally just Lingo. a millennial version of I'm going through a phase. Oh but yeah, eras? like it's not a phase, mom. I don't know. Yeah. It's a phase. It goes in cycles. Yeah. Toy News Quarterly said everyone should watch uh, Cowboy Bebop live action. Um, I I don't know anything about before, that. Before before we move on, Brogad, who uh, who did who was the one commenting about me being cringy, says legal immigration. Brett, he's referring to the libertarianism thing. I want to mention I had to go to the post office the other day. I, I'm sorry, I had to go to the library the other day because I had to get a form notarized. Right, and the first book that I, the first book that was on a shelf right as I walked in was a book on open borders, written by like uh, uh, an anarcho-capitalist, libert- like so-called economic libertarian. And I just got into this whole thing where I, I shared the picture because I thought it was funny because the art was horrible. Like it was like it was supposed to be like kitty art on the front, and I just I got a huge kick out of it because I took the picture and like the I had this conversation with the lady at the library. It was exactly the conversation you imagine with like a lady wearing a mask at a library. It's like <laughs> she's like double mask, yeah, and like mousy, like, but like super nice, like super nice lady. But like you could just tell like if we talked about anything other than exactly, like if we talked about anything other than what we were talking about, she would have not liked me very much at all I'm sure yeah. if you talk about anything other than the weather yeah. no we, well I brought no I brought up when we talked about the 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 writer the lady who wrote the book who like oh, faked yeah, her yeah. own s-word right and she's like oh. I and then she tells this other she's like I heard a story about a writer who had an affair with another writer's husband I'm like that's not really the same thing but <laughs> no. like, I was like I, no. but I'm like okay cool like, you know like we bonded over that but if I had brought up this book I imagine it would have gone very differently. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. There's a couple more there. And then there we're... are a lot more. Oh, my gosh. Bobcat said, have any of you listened to any of the Leslie Fish songs? I don't know I've never is. heard of this. So, no. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Shelley said, oh, he sent us like a, Thumbs, a hippo. A, a one up. <laughs> Thank you. High Voltage 75 said it means I just say vibe too much now. That is all. It's uh, it, it does come off like val- like it, does it feel like all slang has evolved from Valley Girlness now? Like a lot of it's like it's no. spun. It's, it's from gay men. It. It's from gay men. Yeah, it's all the yeah. gay culture infiltrating. But and it's then gay also- men imitating black women. That's what they say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. White. I, I okay. Like straight white girls imitating gay men imitating black women right yeah that's the white that's people. most of it. white people still not creating any culture whatsoever <laughs> mayo <laughs> grofty said buck 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 thank you uh in the chat sketch therapy says it says bs that's not and cap that's ancom it's not what it said like the the writer uh was it something kaplan like he was not an anarcho-communist he was an anarcho-capitalist and he was very much economic libertarian it was just it was a really like i felt like i was having a stroke well, they, I was reading. They, they just, these things just shouldn't exist. Like, yeah. they just, they, they're just unnecessary. But I, it was just really funny because I felt like I was reading the guy's like IMDb, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, his IMDb, his Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and his other books are like the so, the, the reason why it's a good uh, it's a good uh, idea to have tons of kids and all of these other like very traditional values, and then open borders. And I'm like, I feel like I'm having a stroke right now. It was very interesting. I think I misgendered somebody in chat. Ooh, I apologize, Shimmy Shelley. <laughs> I'll go by they them only now. Austin Lanklos said, tried anime, not into it. Yeah, uh, agree. Also, did we get the Grofties buck buck? Did we yeah. See we did? Okay. Just Martin sure. Santiago said, third infantry as always. Thank you, Martin. Mitch Stew said, please look at the Hogwarts Legacy Steam discussion pa- page. Pretty please. 
Dude. Yeah, we talked about Dude. Hogwarts Legacy a little bit like a couple weeks ago, but if there's more happening with it, we definitely will cover on Monday's show. The the Hogwarts Legacy stuff is like it's all when it comes down to it, it just becomes about authoritarians telling you that you can't be a turf and then telling you that you can't buy this game because a lady that you, the normie, didn't know was a turf was kind of involved in the making of it because she created the characters. It's 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 that in the when I see that and I see the limited run game stuff about the the community manager who got fired because she followed like libs of TikTok on on social media. I'm just like, can you imagine working for these companies? Like, think about this this podcast. Like, outside of that like little mini discussion I just had about ANCAP and ANCOM, I feel like you could listen to this podcast, be of any political persuasion. Maybe you disagree with the takes, but I, I didn't find it inherently political. Mm. But like you wouldn't be able to have these discussions at most of these companies because they all think exactly like that. You wouldn't be able to be there because of who you follow on social media. Nobody here at this company gives a crap who we follow on social media and because they understand that we're individuals. It's weird because these are not mainstream issues that people care about. Like literally no normie that you encounter in public knows anything about J.K. Rowling's opinions on feminism and no, they, they gender. Know. Like yeah. nobody knows or cares. They know that they go to, to Universal Studios and get a butterbeer. Right. They're, they, they're like, <laughs> they like they, pog face at butterbeer. Yeah. There's <laughs> a, there's a, it's a, there might be like a, a, a Gen Zer who kind of makes fun of her sister for being really into Harry Potter because she doesn't get it yeah, or right. something like that. Or is or has that transcended the age gap? Does, is Harry Potter equally as important to Gen Z? It's a specific subgroup. Loves Love. It. I remember when I was in school, there were kids who were obsessed with Harry Potter, but they were very mm-hmm. specific. And, and you can definitely point them out in a crowd. I mean, there yeah. were more that liked all the Percy Jackson stuff from my memory and like uh, Divergent and all of those Diver- other- that was very like when I was in like fifth and sixth grade Ugh. that was when those yeah. were really like big fourth to sixth grade the Percy Jackson and the Hunger Games was popular too, that stuff will never like you know how we talk a lot about how like sci-fi Star Wars Star Trek they've all been infiltrated by people that care more about culture war than actual entertainment you will never get Divergent or anything like that that is the most infiltrated of all of them any YA stuff Way worse even than Star Wars and Star Trek. Mitch Stu, or I'm sorry, Caper2X said, make mine Marvel. Have a great weekend, peeps. Thank you. You too. It's also why I'm glad we got the 100 when we did, because that was like my guilty pleasure show. I I, I loathe to use the term guilty pleasure. The 100 was definitely a good show Paige for Turco, a season or two. The first two. The first two yeah. seasons were really good. And Paige Turco is like one of my, she was like the original, um, the ori- she played the second April O'Neil in the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. They recasted her in the second one and then got the original actress back for the third one. It was a, it was a trip. But she's a great actress. And that show is like, it's all, all the guys. Like, that's a genre right there. Everybody's obscenely good looking. There are no ugly people on CW shows. Nor should they be because you don't tune into a CW show to look at ugly people. And compare that to this gender fluid girl you that's look on at, The Last of Us. You look at uh, Felicity Smoke on Arrow. She's like, she's a computer geek. I'm like, why? Because she's got glasses on. Yeah. She's a 12. She's not even a 10. <laughs> she's like a 15. Just good because you give her, like, it's, it's, she's all that all over glasses again. And glasses a and a ponytail doesn't make you a nerd. 
<laughs> you're still a smoke show. You're just a, a smoke show wearing glasses. I know you have a glasses. personal beef with wearing fake glasses. I do. Ever since uh, I did it. No, no, long before. Like, oh. We need to normalize that because I don't need glasses. See? But you know, there might be an outfit where it would look cute to wear glasses. It's would you wear a fake hearing aid if it, if, if, uh, if it was okay. cute? No. Well, if it was the, cute. Ladies if it were and trendy. at least they're honest about it. It's, uh, it is <laughs> would you use is. a wheelchair <laughs> well, yeah, a would, would, would you wear a fashion wheelchair? Would you Absolutely. ride a fashion wheelchair? <laughs> Down the red carpet. I would be canceled for it. I, see, absolutely. That's something Hell that a comedian yeah. could do that would be kind of funny to see if he could get away with. Like, <laughs> like make it make a social commentary on that. That's like the end punchline that you just get up. Yeah. 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 Anyway, thanks everyone. No, no, there's there's that one. Have you ever seen that video that says like when the tacos are so good? The, 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 it creates a miracle and a guy he's like in his wheelchair and then he looks at the taco menu and he's it's like at a taco truck and he squints and he just stands up to look at it <laughs> incredible there's one more uh, there's a couple more there Mark Reyes said YouTube won't let me send my super chat about watching Vinland Saga hopefully this goes through it did why is it that YouTube is so picky about they're, like what they allow they're to definitely be shadow banning us because we're exposing the, the agenda exactly the Illuminati's coming for us there's gonna be a context I mean they kind of are we're yeah. getting context notices and like limited ad suitability so on so much stuff yeah like so well, weird. i still don't know why we are the victims like like when, when i see that i'm like well the best way to make people think nothing's going on wouldn't be to like add context warnings where nothing is actually being talked about yeah like <laughs> you're you're kind of exposing yourselves here yeah. thousand foot deep end said brett i apologize for using era I knew it would bug you, lol. And Fair enough. Mary, I think you've misgendered me 100% of the time, but I don't mind. It's funny. I I do know in the back of my head that you are female, Thousand Foot Deep End, because you've mentioned it, but I apologize for misgendering you. Yes. <laughs> Seth Essington said, Mary, do you still have the adorable cat that's on your Instagram? Unfortunately, she passed away Aww. earlier this year, but um, you know she's still in my heart. Sketch Therapy said, I meant no disrespect, just saying it's BS logic, not that you're BSing. Yeah. Once that freedom is established, neighboring countries will oppose it and infiltrate. Oh, yeah. No, like I, I was just kind of quoting what he said in the book and I went down the weird rabbit hole of like, why do people like this have, have Wikipedia pages? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, why do these people have Wikipedia pages? It was just an interesting day to have something like that happen where it's like, I was picturing this lady, like if all I would have had to say is like, so, uh, this book about open borders, huh? And then just to get this lady to just give me like every MSNBC and, yeah. and, and like CNN headline, like you, like I'm totally being judgmental right now. Like for all You're we know, allowed. for all we know, she's like, like an anarcho-capitalist and like just works at the library because it's a vibe. <laughs> Rhaegar Targaryen said, what era would you call this, Mary? This is our hostage crisis era. We are in our hostage crisis era. <laughs> like we have not gone this late in a while oh, i think yeah, the latest we've gone is like around 6 30 p.m yeah we're getting there yeah like, we are getting there short bus bully said brett did you see the teenage mutant ninja turtles is getting wokeified with the upcoming uh, mutant mayhem is that um did they add the, the the turtle sister i know there's a fifth ninja turtles now look they can't ruin uh the the picture behind me the the top one there that's from the original. That's from the original movie. It's like a piece of art that was done in the original movie. It's not the original one, but it's it's done as if it was from the original movie. I have a, a deep love of that first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. One and two, especially. Two is one of those movies where it's kind of misremembered as being better than the original. Like you know, the rare movie that's better than the original. Yeah. It is not better than the original. 
But I love both of those movies. It's so far before your time that you wouldn't. Uh, well, what's your favorite power? Which color is your favorite? Uh, of the Teenage Mutant Turtles? Uh, I, I, or not of. Oh, Teenage Mutant Turtles, not Power Rangers. Oh, uh, I thinking of Power Rangers. No, not but, Power Rangers. Uh, Michelangelo. Um, uh, what are the names of the growing turtles? Up, growing up, it was Leonardo, but that's because you're everyone kind of generally like Leonardo because he was the leader or whatever but like um, it, it, but you grow into loving like like kids love Leonardo men love Raphael oh. because Raphael's complicated because he's got he's deep he's deep he's like <laughs> yeah. well no there's there's legitimate emotional yeah. depth to his character in the first movie that's actually shocking because you're watching like uh, you're watching a dude in a turtle suit bond yeah. with a dude in a rat costume about deep emotional issues. One this is, is a, how men deal with their feelings. Yes, <laughs> like, like th that needs to be respected. Literally, literally you watch <laughs> you watch a, a rat console. His, there it is. Thank you. Oh. Yay. You you watch a rat console his son because his his turtle son has this is so absurd. <laughs> has, <laughs> I, I, my brain is like a monkey hitting symbols. Like you, you watch a you watch a rat console his turtle. Turtle teenage son, console him about his anger issues because he has deep emotional scarring and, emo and anger issues. It shouldn't be deep. I'm it sorry, is. we're just getting like showered with fake money while you talk about like how deep and emotional <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is. Just, just that one. Look, look. Wasn't there one in the 2000s? Wasn't there an early 2000s live action? There was. Uh, uh, yeah, they did a CGI heavy one that Michael Bay did. I think I saw it in the movie. It's got. It's got. Little... It's got Megan Fox in it. Yeah, she I plays April O'Neil again. Just because you're hot doesn't mean no. She's 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 a reporter. That's at least believable. Reporters are usually. Attractive. attractive right yeah. so yeah. that makes sense uh dragon's talon 1001 said for the fifth crisis party thank, thank you. you so much guys quiet inari said i don't want this party to end that, that's what we, we love it we love it really we're just getting held hostage ah. no you're showing that you love nina's vibe yes Aww, it's a lot you, you vote with your dollar <laughs> uh high voltage 75 said what's your favorite season falls death of vibe fall Autumn. Uh, anytime that's like summer in between rocks. summer and fall or in between winter and spring. Yeah. I, I hate the summer. I think I would say, I like summer, but I would say fall just because like my birthday is in the fall technically. So I'm biased. And holiday, like Thanksgiving and holiday, just like the holidays and mm -hmm. fun. Ladies and gentlemen, the women just said that and neither mentioned a pumpkin spice latte. It's Christian girl autumn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're here. Mary and I are here for Christian girl autumn. <laughs> yeah. We're the presentation of Christian girl autumn. I just can't do summer because I overheat. Like, it's like, if I could find it, like, I always make the joke, 55 and cloudy all year round. If I could find that, give it to well, me. Well, I like... I Sunny's like fine, too, but 55 like all year round. 55 to 60 all year round. If we could have winter, but without the early nighttime, like, without it getting dark at, like, 4 p.m. or 5 p.m., then I would love winter the most, but... Yeah. Just walking down from this studio uh, every time we end it's the show and out. it being completely yeah. dark, it just makes me feel like the day is over. Yeah. Somebody says Nina's going to have to go to therapy for her crisis party PTSD. It's like <laughs> literally Brett is like ranting to you about how deep No, it's really like the one is. sentence you were talking about with Hogwarts, like that yeah. whole, I don't know, paragraph I was my I was really trying I was like none of these words are in the Bible like yeah. I'm just trying yeah, to like no. what's ha 
happening. This what is if, where I become. There are no the, crisis parties in the Bible. <laughs> this <laughs> is where I become the HRH person the, because like my brain starts to go nuts and it goes haywire. It happens. Mm-hmm. I just Thousand don't rant foot, about cancel culture. Yes. Thousand Foot Deep End said, I found it interesting that Josiah rises didn't get an added context card for his Mel Gibson Rothschild video, and he covered it as if it was legit. Wow, he did? Josiah Rise is another one that would be interesting to get on this channel. He's, of all the geeks and gamers dudes, he does a lot of the actual celebrity gossip that we cover, so he might be an interesting person to have on here. I'm not sure if he'd want to come out, but that'd be kind of cool. High Voltage 75 said, five parties for you, Nina. Are you vibing? I'm vibing. This is a great time. We got money everywhere. Yeah. This is in it's Nina's Friday night. Yeah. If I drink, that'd be awesome if I had a drink. Carnell said, I only watch PCC for Brett's love of Ninja Turtles. Go off, King. Look, it was quintessential to my child. It was very Not important. Not in The Wire. My, yeah, like the, we'll no- never get past a show without a recommendation for The Wire or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which is funny. Or... Maybe person of interest. Yes. Those are like person of interest. I actually try to mention less because people think it's dorky and most people (laughs) haven't seen it. The wire is like one of those things. It's cool to like. Okay. Because it was it was culturally relevant. And I liked important. Person of Interest more. Yeah, I, I mean, if I had to choose between the two, I would take Person of Interest, but that's that's personal preference. One more there. Okay, <laughs> Mark Reyes said, "Vinland Saga is about Vikings that kick ass first and take names never." It's twenty four episodes on Netflix, and I imagine it's like The Northmen. Wow, twenty four episodes. That that can't be one season. There's no way they're doing yeah, that many episodes in one episodes. season. See, I miss that. I miss television being twenty two to twenty four episodes a year because it forced the writers to get creative now when they do it they just go how do i get creative make it about racial politics or something i'm I'm so sick of episodes being an hour long even when it's a show i like it just feels like i'm watching a movie now they're bringing up brett will also recommend tulsa king and in tomb raider well yes my tastes are very simple i i just saw i think nerdrotic tweet like highly recommend Tulsa King or like really enjoyed Tulsa King and I was like come on there's no way you actually like that show it's just Sylvester Stallone still acting like he's cool he is still cool dude look okay (laughs) okay I I need to I'm not I'm I'm like everyone's allowed their taste Mary's wrong but she's allowed to be wrong on this okay (laughs) freedom of thought right exactly waffle sensei said cowabunga my dudes have a great friday night hope to see you tomorrow brett uh yeah i mean i I, i'm no guarantee no guarantees if i oversleep i i hopefully not okay short bus bully said i can still sing that pizza hut ad word for word (laughs) so can i I just saw a tweet this morning. I think I sent it to you about like the old cups that Pizza Hut yeah, had, the rippled the red, the red glass ones. <sighs> Somebody found them. They were on like a third. You couldn't even get them from eBay. Like you had Where to go. Are they? You had to get them from like a Chinese company that can only deliver DHL, and the shipping is like a gazillion dollars. Uh, <laughs> somebody else found them. Like like you can find them on eBay used. Wait, I don't what know does if DHL I, mean? DHL uh, is like a it's like a delivery. It's service. an international like UPS, but it's only for oh. packages from like China or overseas. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. that's why I like. I remember ordering some clothes from a website called like DH Gate. That's what yeah, it means, yeah. Right? That's where I got okay. my first switchblade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't have that anymore. I actually don't. That was like I lost that switchblade in the snow and found it the next summer, and it still worked. It was great. There's one more Minnesota things. Dragon's Talon one thousand and one said, "Nina, can you teach Mary how to return shopping carts?" Okay, Thoughts I know this, this is. A, I know this is a very like. 
I don't know, serious topic. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, I just, I know it's like a civilized thing to return shopping carts and I do it, but I understand the desire to rebel and not return your shopping cart. Like I really understand See? what the principle is. I just can't get myself to do it. I just feel too much guilt? responsibility and guilt. See? Yeah, I can't get myself so to do Nina it. So is the more well-adjusted cart-pushing person here. But she understands But I, I, res- I understand it. I just can't get myself to... <laughs> you know, rebel like that. It's just not my nature. <laughs> hey, I that's in, in a world where we kind of like, uh, we put too much emphasis on Demi Lovato rebelling. Maybe we need a little <laughs> bit less rebellion. Yeah, there we go. We need some order around yeah. here. Um, and then Halls and the Kids said, heard we're having a hostage party. Perfect. Thank that, you for closing it off. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Guys, before we go, I want to ask you, please, could you hit the like button? Could you subscribe to the channel? Could you leave a comment on this live stream, on this episode? And please go to our Velma review when you're done here. Make our sacrifice it. worth it, would please. you please? And, and on that Velma review, comment on that if you want us to review the next two episodes that come out next week. I'm ending the poll, guys, uh, that we put up. So it seems that it is of 62% did not uh, said that they did not see it and they're going to check it out after the show today. So you better 62%, 62% of 763 votes. I need you guys. As soon as we're done here, go watch the Velma review. Watch me lose my mind. Or if you don't, uh, when you're done with that, then go watch my Instagram story where I actually lose my mind with my phone in front of me. It's, it's all in good fun, but go watch that review. Me and Mary, uh, we, we, we barely keep it together through most of that. Sometimes Nina, thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you. This has been amazing. You were both wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Where can we find me. you on socials? Okay, so my Twitter and Instagram is Zernu. It's X-E-R-N-U-E. Um, and so you can find me there. So thank you guys so much for watching. Perfect. Mary. Thank you for being here. Thank you, guys. You can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived. We also did an Instagram live stream together right before the show that you can go watch. I put it up right before. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. That's Mary Archived. Same one. I'm not super active on there, but... You know, send me some hate and then maybe I'll reply. <laughs> it's kind of a vibe that a, that a Gen Zer isn't more active on social media. I used I to be, but it's like, it's easier on a private account to just be like, yeah. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't really want to, you know, get people replying to my passing intrusive thoughts. Yeah. For me, like on mine, like it's really funny because my social media is like, it, less of it is like people from the show, most of mine is from skating content because that's like, uh-huh. people know me from skating more than they do from the show. So mm-hmm. it's like, there's like a weird dichotomy where like I'm posting this weird rant yesterday about Scooby, about Velma. And a lot of the people who don't know that I do this show are like, what the hell is, why is he losing his, <laughs> like, it just seems out of place that I'm losing my mind <laughs> yeah. at that point. So guys, if you want to follow me and see such a rant or such a thing, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show. We are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is at noon Pacific. If you'd like to listen rather than watch, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. And if you want to follow the show's socials, we are on Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We'll be back with another episode on Monday. See then, guys. Thank you. Later. Bye. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. 
Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.